Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host Pierce, alongside of my good co-host uh, Jimmy and Dylan. But we have a special guest today. Uh, we have Reagan. How's it going, Reagan? Yeah. How are you guys? Good. It's been a while, little while since we've had you on, but yeah. uh, it's nice to no, yeah, it's nice to have you back again. So, um, you're. I want to talk about not the Blackhawks game last <laughs> night, but I want to talk about the Indy Fuel losing eight to two. Who were they even playing last night? <laughs> Cincinnati Cyclones. Cincinnati. They're actually, like, good this year. It just wasn't a great game. It was just rough, like, from the start. When you're fighting the other team a minute and five into the first period. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know? We talk about Riley McKay for a second. uh... Former Saskatoon Blade Riley McKay to you. I love him so much, but also just sometimes... Dick needs to calm down a little bit. <laughs> and he had four of them. So is that bad? Or just, I, uh, I think that's I think that's bad, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a lot of grit. I, I can One of them I understand because I think it was like charging because the um refs missed a slash slashing call on him and like his thick broke and she just like went after the guy and I'm like, okay, fair. But also <laughs> <laughs> Maybe calm down and not get thrown out of the game. <laughs> he didn't, luckily, yeah. but you know, it, it just wasn't a very pretty game. Did he get in a fight too? <laughs> didn't he get in a fight and score a penalty shot? Yeah, uh, he was the one who got in the fight a, a minute five into the game. Um, <laughs> hey, that was actually a good fight because the guy who we fought was like significantly taller than him, and we're like, well, this is not gonna go well. But he beat the guy, so that was fun to watch, but. He's like, that's a 70 stat line right there. Four penalty minutes, a minute in, and a goal. Yeah, he needed the assist to get the Gordie Howe hat trick. That would have been fun, but they didn't score. I feel like that's got to be a thing of its own. Get get into a fight and score in a penalty shot. We should call that the Riley McKay from now on. (laughs) The McKay hat trick, okay. Love it. Get get another penalty alongside of it and then score in a penalty shot. That's the Riley McKay hat trick. Like, really was like, like Cincinnati's last two goals were like literally like, like 
three or so minutes like left in the third and I was like you still can't like make saves that late in the game that sounds like the Blackhawks organization because I had a skate last night because one of those like I'm like the emergency backup skater basically um Sick. yeah so like I always bring my skate just in case I get thrown out there which I did last night <laughs> like I went to go back to our locker room my skates back and it was like six two and I come back like literally right as I came back towards their eighth goal I'm like I was gone like two minutes like what happened <laughs> it was just bad Jesus who even who's in net for them at this point is Kale Morris down there no, I think he's with Rockford. Um, they have uh, Mitch Gillum right now. And they have Michael Lackey, but I think Lackey's injured. So I don't know who the backup was last night for Gillum, but he got thrown in. But like, I think they like, just signed him like, right when Lackey got hurt. <sighs> That's so tough. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're already losing like yeah. six. Go ahead. Welcome yes. to the organization. Have fun. Right. <laughs> we don't like defense. I feel like the guy that they signed to be like the backup for Gillum right now since like Lackey's hurt, just is like always getting like signed and then released and then signed again. Kind of going everywhere. So, you know. Defense, we don't do that here. Yeah. No. <laughs> you see, it's just interesting because like guys are always getting called up so then they just like sign like guys, which I don't know where they come from to be honest, but. I'll go. I was gonna say, like, it's Conroy certified. I get this man in the indie field lineup right now. He could use his speed. I was gonna say, yeah, it's gotta be difficult for prospects this year because, like, especially like in our in the Hawks organization, where they're just getting called up and down like every other day. I feel like it can't yeah. it can't oh. be good for your development. Like, yeah, McKay and Yetman are just constantly back and Yetman. forth. Oh my God. Yeah, between Rockman and Yetman. Yetman and McKay are both just constantly back and forth, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I was gonna say you you mentioned McKay. I thought he was still in Rockford. Like I didn't know he was in the, with the uh, with the fuel. Who? Like the uh, what? Uh, McKay. Yeah, he's. I back had no in idea he got now. But he he's back and forth constantly. Yeah, so, he's, he's one. Of them. Oh, shit. Like, I think there was like one time when like Yetman got called up, and then he got like sent back down. Didn't even play a game because he got called back up like the next day. And Wasn't that the when they they posted that meme? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny because we all like looked at it and we're like, oh, like they did him dirty, but we misinterpreted it as if he got sent down and called back up like right away, and we're like, oh, yeah. It was, it was hey. so so funny though. Not yet, man. Uh, yeah, that's um, that's my one liner. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah, Cincinnati beat uh, beat um, uh, Indy. It won't be it won't be the only time the the city of Cincinnati gets a win in sports. Am I right? Yeah, hey, I, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we've gotten you so far into American football. Ooh, you're never going back. Bro, you can't I'm, go I'm back. Gonna, I'm, I'm gonna move here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> move. <laughs> I'm gonna live in. Imagine, Mon- I'm gonna drive down to Montana and live imagine there. like being a fucking living in Edmonton, living in Canada, and you're like, you know, where I'm gonna go. I'm taking my talents to I'm Cincinnati. Talent. No, I'm taking my talents to Montana. Oh yeah. <laughs> Right next to Wyoming. Probably, yeah. Pierce is actually going to go to Yellowstone. It really <laughs> Just with the well, lesser well-known <laughs> American states. Bro, my man's going to Nebraska. <laughs> that's like one of my favorite memes. <laughs> it's like everyone, every, every, everyone knows these American states, and it's like California, Texas, New York, and then Nebraska. And bro, really threw Nebraska in there. I love that. <laughs> 
Anyways, Amen. Reagan, how's it how's it been covering the Indie Field? Because how long have you been doing it before? Before, because I know you did it last year as well, and I'm not sure if you did it the year before, but so like last year was actually the only year I was like covering them. Yeah, because I'm actually like, working like for the team now. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like I had like like the blog for like conflict of interest, but like I honestly like love like working with that for them like so much. Um, sure, probably did help. So I'm just, like a big hockey fan. Like the people I work with are also like really awesome. So I just have like the best time like every game, even when they're not playing great. They've actually okay at home this year. They've actually been really good, like with the exception of last night. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, I just have so much fun with it, and like sometimes I have to skate, and I'm just like running around, like trying to like interact with fans and stuff. But it's honestly so much fun. That's great to hear. I mean, honestly, I feel like just with the uh, kind of dark cloud that's been about hockey to be able to enjoy it. Like that's, that's so important, you know, yeah. and really just, um, I mean, for obvious reasons in the world right now with, uh, you know, that little COVID thing happening. Mm-hmm. Shit. That's, that's awesome. thing called the panini. Okay. <laughs> Yo, you got a sandwich? No way. His <laughs> <laughs> head popped up real quick. <laughs> Bro, you really made, they really named a whole thing after a little Nas X song. That's pretty cool. <laughs> God. Listen, I worked at lunch rush at Panera yesterday. There's a reason that I didn't get excited when I heard Panini. You're like, oh, like just, trust me. <laughs> it's really just almost the left the podcast. I almost left out, man. Coming and you're like, oh god, no, not again. Oh god, not the little Nas X song. Oh god, <laughs> I hate this custom order. And you also, and I, <laughs> sorry, I don't know how to make the order. I don't know how to make. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You gotta do this. I'll give you the I'll give you the ingredients, but I'm kind of nervous. I've only been here so long. I don't have the voice for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have the voice to put this together. I don't have the confidence. It was kind of an internal thing. I really haven't worked on it in a long time. Just like so throw all fine. the ingredients outside. Call that delay of game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Strom, Dylan Strom. <laughs> yeah. No, I also, wanted, I, I also wanted to ask Reagan because, like, you've been able to go to like work at the like Indianapolis Colt games and uh, Colts games, and I wonder how that's been like as well. Oh, then we'll fun. get to Dylan Strom. Yeah. This this season was a lot better than last season because, like, last season was like COVID. We basically had like come to I'm like mobile ticketing and like guest relations. Um, so like we have like iPads for, like. The mobile tickets and stuff so we can link it get their tickets a lot of the barcodes not working for whatever reason i can just like look it up and like send them like a new link so like, last year all i got to do was just like stand there with an ipad and help people um but this year i got to like we're gonna be like leave right after but, like this year we're allowed to like stay for the games after like, we're done at halftime so i just did for like every single game um i had to work a couple like, uh, like guest service like kiosks to help people like questions and stuff and this year, because I didn't have enough like ticket scanners, I actually had to scan tickets, which was fun, but also like because I was like doing more stuff and just like standing there, but also like stressful because people would get mad at me and start yelling at me. Oh, uh, good old customer God. service. Good old American football fans, man. Yeah, it was always. I think my favorite game was the game against the Patriots because it was a night game, and oh, the yeah. atmosphere was it was just amazing. But then I had an old old man who was very drunk. <laughs> um, oh boy! Famous he last words. He called me baby, which was already creepy. And then he like stumbled into me, oh, and then boy. and then he started yelling at me because like it doesn't matter. Like, I need to scan each individual ticket, and I told him that, but he just like yelled at me. 
And I was like, mm, okay. And then he just like went in, like his son was standing there, which I remember too, his son was wearing a Blackhawks jersey. I was like, hey, cool jersey. What are you like kind of smart, I guess. This is questionable in 2021. And I was like, uh, and he's like, I'm sorry about my dad. And we just, just go, just go. We'll get their dad. Yeah, this year was a lot better than last year because I actually got to like be more involved. Um, and then like, the first game, I think it was a preseason game technically. They didn't have enough people to do like the full field flag for national anthem, so I got to go do that. Oh wow! Oh what? That's pretty cool. Oh cool! Yeah, so I was like standing there, like literally on the field, waiting for the flag to come out because I was like on one of the sides, and then I just watched the entire like culture from like running out of their locker, like right at me. And I was like, <laughs> and it was like a beautiful day. So they had like the roof open and everything. I'm like. This is the coolest thing I think I've ever done. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like, gotta be up there. This year, oh. this past season was definitely better. Wish they would have made the playoffs, but had, playoffs. Had I was gonna say you saw some pretty. Um, I mean, you worked some pretty crazy games. Like I know that Bucks game in particular was nuts, and the Raiders game. Like, I stayed for that whole game. <sighs> Usually, I would try to like leave with like five-ish minutes left in the fourth, just so I can like beat the traffic. Mm-hmm. So I had to stay for this whole thing, and I was just disappointed. I was like, well, dude. At least you got to see Brady. Like, That's true. Oh, yeah. The Patriots game oh, was that, felt that was That game was so much. It felt like a playoff game. It was great. Mm-hmm. Then that Raiders game, like, really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> just like, those last two weeks for the Colts were so deflating. It was just yeah. like, they, they were they were on such a gear up until the last two weeks. They literally had two games left against two not very, not so great. The Jags! Like, come on! <laughs> like, the last two games, they, they had to win one and they'd be in the playoffs. Just one game, they'd be in the playoffs. And then they lost to the Raiders and then they lost to the Jags. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, I, rem- I remember seeing that stat where they're like, oh, yeah, the Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since, like, 2014. And I'm like, that can't be a real stat. Like, that can't be a real stat. And then it's still going, apparently. I remember that was the same weekend of the, of the national championship for the football. So I was, like, volunteering. I wasn't, like, watching the game because I was, like, downtown doing stuff like that. But I'm like, we're all just, like, checking the score, like, constantly. And we're like, we're really about to lose to Jacksonville again, aren't we? And then miss the playoffs. And sure enough, that's my question is uh how's the carson wentz experience i feel like people like hyped him up so much i was like okay maybe the colts will be decent and then he just wasn't as good as everyone made him out to me in my opinion but I think I that's fair. Yeah. No, you're not wrong to say that at all. No. I don't know. I had a friend one time. He's like, "Well, like, if you look at like him on like paper, like, his stats are so good." And I'm like, "Look at his PFF. <laughs> look at his course." You know. And I'm sitting there watching him play. Like, what is he doing? Like, it's like I always say. It's the, the, the eye test. Oh, no, it's like with football, it's the tell-all B story. Like, you can't box score watch. Because if you did, you would think Jared Goff's the best quarterback there ever was. He had three straight 4,500 passing yard seasons. Like, the stats don't tell the whole story. Like, the first thing I think of with Carson Wentz was that boneheaded pick six he threw in the end zone against Tennessee, I think. And I was like, yep, that's – or he fumbled or something. And I'm like, yep, that's Pete Carson Wentz. That is Pete Carson Wentz. And then I just like if you think about it, Phillip Rivers – Took the Colts to the playoffs. The Cardinals didn't do it. 
<laughs> and not even just Philip Rivers, like old man Philip Rivers. That's like 38 exactly. years old and barely had an arm. Like, jeez. Sure, they lost in the first round, but at least they were in the playoffs. They, they got there. Yeah. Like, jeez. And like, they didn't lose Jonathan to the Jags Taylor. and Jets in the last two weeks. Come on, Dude. man. Poor Jonathan just... Taylor, man. He had such a good season. Too. <laughs> yeah. I remember like watching that like Patriots game. Like, it's just it is a matter of time before he breaks out and like sure enough like five minutes later just break i'm like there we go i remember watching it on tv and the announcer's like you know he hasn't broke out a big run yet and he just cranks one for 75 first play yeah. i'm like yeah that's that's just like a that like i can't imagine what the crowd was like at that moment because i it had to just been electric yeah like what they would always like because they couldn't like actually like beat us because of like COVID. the game was like concessions cards and of course we have our credentials so we can kind of go anywhere we want in the stadium so we'd always just like go into the club because the lines are shorter. And there's also like places to like sit there. So we just like go in there and eat. And then I just go like, stand in the club somewhere where there's like room and I like, just like watch the game. And I was saying like two of my friends. And we were just like, we we're literally talking about it. We're like, he hasn't like done it yet. Like it's gonna happen. Like it has to. And then like next play, just down. Oh, like there you go. So good. <laughs> it was oh, insane. That's probably one of my like best like memories of the season. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, Dylan Strom. Now he's talking about the fucking crap. From Carson Wentz to Dylan Strom, two franchise cornerstones. All right. So, <laughs> no, well, I mean, they were top three picks once upon a time. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of top man, three picks. I miss, I miss Philadelphia Carson Wentz, man. That was one of my favorite quarterback yeah. seasons in a minute. And then he just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, all easy. thanks to Nick Bowles and his knee. <laughs> hey, Tom Brady's dead. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about the games. They did beat Edmonton, but I mean, which is cool because they made Edmonton fire their head coach. That is the second time within the last uh, two years that Mark Andre Fleury has gotten a coach fired. First was Mark oh, and then the second one is now uh, was a uh, Dave Tippett. So he's done that to two Canadian teams now. So. Jeez, he must be a comet. Got rid of two dinosaurs in two years. You can hear the rumbling in the background. That's my cat like getting into one of my bags, so don't mind that. Yes, I've got a violet. She's in her bag right now. Let her be. Yeah. She's just in her bag right now. Oh my god. That is so cute. <laughs> Dude, every, every single podcast, and I mean literally every single podcast, I'm like, I sit down. I look to my side, and she's at the <laughs> chair, and she just looks up at me, and she's like, I'm going to jump on you. And I'm like, just fucking do it. Like, just get it over with. <laughs> what the fuck? What are you doing? Stevie's like an entirely, like, Stevie is her own guest to the or her own, like, she's a host. She's a co-host. Like, we've just accepted that at yeah. this point. She's like, she's just like the off screen. She does all the, the research, you know. But... <laughs> she's actually producing the podcast, Pierce. Yeah. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, she is. She's like, yeah. she's like, the person like look that look that up, Stevie. I and then she like looks up the facts. That's who, that's what Stevie does. Man in the chair. She's like, she's like the fact checker. She knows all. Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> they, they beat they beat the Oilers in a good game. Like uh, Kirby Doc got a goal, which was good. Mark Andre Fleury was good, and then Dylan Strom's continuing his hot streak. Like it was just a good game for everyone, and then that's then that St. Louis game where they only got sixteen shots. I think I, mean, I saw it was. I think I saw it was like their lowest shot amount since November 2018. I'm like that must have been right before oh. Quenville got fired or after they hired. Oh, no, that was right after Carlton took over. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, that's not surprising yep. at all. Um, I 
Dude, what do we talk about all the time where there's just like a threshold of like competitive teams in this league and the Hawks can't compete with that threshold ever? Mm. Like this game is about as good of an example of that as ever. They're never going to be like the team, the way it's constructed right now is never going to be able to beat a St. Louis. They're never going to be able to beat a Carolina. They can't beat a Tampa. And that's your measuring stick. And like if you like and for a team that plays in the central, like your measuring stick was the last month where you played the abs, the wild, and the blues. And guess what? You basically shit the bed every single time. So what does that say about your team? I think we all know what that says about the team, but does the front office know what that says about the team? That's the real question. Do we even know what our front office is gonna be yet? Exactly. There's so many question marks. Hey, Hey, like I I said, like right before we started recording, I had a friend like Snapchat me like Went right when I got home from the field game, he's like, how about the Hawks? So I was like, <laughs> I have nothing to say. Like, I'm not going to try to defend this team. Like, there, I, there's no reason for me to try to argue because I have nothing good to say. There's no point in defending him anymore. Like, I, I, I went to bat for him for, like, 40 games, and that's about as far as I could go. Like, I, we've seen the last 10 games are just proof that this team can't do anything. And it's right. just the way they're constructed, top to bottom. I mean, injuries don't help, but every team's hurt. I'm done using injuries as injuries can't be an excuse. Like you're not a good enough organization no. if you can't exactly. withstand that. No, amount you of can't win with injuries. two AHL lines. No, no listen, good teams. Right good teams don't have to worry about injuries. Like I think way. the team they we don't. always go to is Pittsburgh. Like whenever they have injuries, like they just find some random guy out of the edge. Like it's like how we were talking. We talked about it. They just Evan snatch Rodriguez a guy out of nowhere, like and he's like, "All right, you're playing with Crosby." Yeah. Like, what happened, Riley McKay? Go get your twenty goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the way Riley McKay plays, Derek King will be all over him. He hits and fights. Yeah. So. I, I'll, you know what? Sounds like more fun than Reese Johnson. So. At least In that's a way, it. I feel like McKay kind of reminds me of like a Shaw type player. Like he's kind of small, but like he will go after you. His heart's bigger. When, than, his heart's yeah. bigger than his size. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to compare him to Shaw at the beginning of the show. But when you said uh, I love him, but he can be an idiot sometimes, I'm like, yeah, okay, Andrew Shaw replacement. There we go. Right. There. The thing is, like, I don't think I've ever like met him, but like people I work with have said that he's just like the nicest guy, and like he seems like. So oh, he's a good Canadian kid, you know. He's a good boy off the ice, but uh, on the ice, he's a oh rascal. man, he's he's a little rascal. Yes. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, wow, look at him go! Like he's having a great game, and then other times he's like, I'm like, what are you doing, man? He's like three rascals in a trench coat out there. Stop. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, I think someone said it perfectly with this team, though. They said, like, you can't honestly think that three pieces are going to change this team overnight. This has got to be a full set rebuild. And I know... It goes from the top of the organization all the way to the bottom down. Like, this isn't just, oh, we traded for a player, a superstar player, and it's fine. Like, this goes it, all the way to the top. Like This is a poorly constructed roster with no prospect pool and no draft picks. It is basically rock bottom. Like... Obviously, you can get picks. You have the capital to go get picks and prospects. If they really wanted to, you could flip Brandon Hagel for a first plus right now. If you really wanted to make a rebuild and put this team in the right spot to win, you would make a trade like that. But they won't because they'll hang on to all. So my internet cut out. And while I was doing that, uh, I had to help my cat. You could heard that rumbling earlier. She got into one of my bags and then she ripped off the handle and then she got herself stuck in it. So I had to help her get out of that. And now here we are. (laughs) So it's, so it's been a journey. Um, 
What were, we, what were we even talking about before? I was talking about how the Blackhawks need to go full rebuild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I hope the – to summarize what I was trying to say, I hope that whoever gets hired as the next GM, because it's going to be a good segue to the next topic, whoever's the next GM, you got to realize that they got to go score short with this franchise in terms of rebuild. Because you can't retool. You can't just add a couple pieces. They tried that over the last fucking four years or whatever. It's not going to work. The core is old. There's not enough young talent. You're going to have to find something else. So I just hope that whoever the new GM is, they got a plan because it can't just be a half-ass trade deadline, in my opinion. You got to make some legitimate moves. I think they just need to, one, go to the front office, just clean the house, start fresh, commit to the rebuild, full rebuild, and then just go from there. It'll probably yeah. be show for a while but it'll get better eventually fans will want fans would rather have that than like than trying to hang on and win because i feel the window to win another cup with taves and kane is completely gone now like if they wanted to do that they should have rebuilt after they lost to nashville and like maybe given them a chance to like compete like had they gone that route like maybe compete like back in like 2020 or something but they just kept going from okay maybe we'll retool a bit okay maybe we're going to rebuild now to okay now we're going to trade uh, a first round pick this like a top 15 pick this year and then an unprotected first round pick this next year and then give nine and a half million dollars for the next eight years for a defenseman who Seth Jones has been good this year but th- and like honestly if the Blackhawks had like a better like pipeline system like it wouldn't have been that horrible of a trade but it's just that <laughs> they they have nothing now. Like they have they have nothing. They have nothing to look forward to. Like Lucas nothing Reichel. except Spider Man. Spider Man. Nothing left. Um, <laughs> like what do we always talk about? Where it's just like we just want direction with this organization, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's been the no direction like whatsoever. No. And by the way, I just want to make a point, Pierce, to what you said earlier. If they really wanted to fucking compete, you don't trade Artemi Panarin and fucking Nicholas Chalmerson after a 50 fucking win season. If yeah. you really want to keep competing for cups, you don't do that. But hey, what do I know? I'm just some dumb fan that looks at box score points. Yeah, that's what we all are. It's like, he, oh, who would have thought you take fucking 100 points off this team in terms of, like, offensive production? They, they're they going to be bad. Who would have fucking thought, right? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I, it boggles my mind that some of these people are not even have jobs. Jesus Christ. It's like simple math, guys. You take away, like, 50 goals off a team, they're not going to be good anymore. That's just the way it is. And then, like, even though Jomerson for Murphy, like, like over time has been a solid trade. Like at the time, Nicholas Jalmerson was still probably like definitely in, like the top five, top ten best of. If you're best, trying to win Stanley Cups, you take Nicholas Jalmerson over Murphy every day and twice on Sundays. That's just the way it was at the time. Obviously, yeah. nowadays it's different, but that's five years later, yeah. so much has changed. Was, they haven't made a fucking. Yeah. They haven't won an actual playoff play. series since yeah. then. I'm not counting that, the bubble. That's bullshit. That never <laughs> made sense to me because the Murphy trade is is a great. It's a great trade in terms of towards the future, but that obviously wasn't where they had their minds made up. They wanted to be competing still. So that, that again, right over time, but like we said, that didn't that wasn't the move they needed at the time. They see they did they didn't they didn't know what they were doing back then. Like if they were wanting to retool, like that would have been fine, but like they still wanted to win. Exactly. Like at the time it just didn't make sense. Like I like the trade now because it's worked out, but like at the time, I was like, mm. and like yeah. it, it's just all circumstance, in my opinion. Like you, you can't, you can't blow up a fifty-one team and then expect them to be good, and then sit there in a flux for five years and not have a plan. It, I, 
I don't know. Like the the new, the new guy better have a fucking plan, and if it's Davidson, it better not be to get some grit, or I'm gonna slap him in the face. I swear. Yeah, let's. I think we should touch on that uh, the GM search for a second there because we uh, while we had a little uh, our little break there, um, we talked a bit about uh, the whole the fact that uh, <laughs> um, uh, the fact that Davidson. Yeah, the only two moves he's made are to bring in you know grit. Uh, in the beautiful hockey man tool. Um, uh, do now, parents sounds like Derek King. Like, I don't know how much he had in it, but like, he's he's someone who wanted like more grit in the bottom six. He's at least said that. Right, right. He'd rather have two but... AHL lines than actual goal scoring. That's all I need right. to know about this. All, that's all I need to know about this group. That's all. And I need an to know. AHL player on each line. You need a grinder on each line. Yeah, dude, is Davidson, the more time goes on, the more, I mean, I wonder, I think a lot of fans, I know us, but I think the fan base kind of wonders, is this, is this the guy you want handling this rebuild? I mean, I like, you know, I love the fact that he wants to take time with the prospects. He's clearly more patient uh, than anything we saw from Bowman. Um, but is that necessarily the guy you want to see going to the rebuild? Because all we've seen so far is he doesn't exactly know what this team needs. We talked about it. They need to score goals. He's traded away Alex Nylander, who, of course, inconsistent and uh, yeah, hasn't done too much. Games, bro. Like, that's still for that's more than what Sam Lafferty's going to give you? Got more than Sam Lafferty's going to give you? That would that would be third in goals on the team right now. Third or fourth, I think. Like, mm-hmm. these are so dumb. Like, this team is so dumb. Jeez. How, like, during our little, like, break, Nylander's only 23. He still has so much time to, like, develop and get better. He missed all of last season because of an injury. It's going to take time to bounce back from that. He's young. You can work with that. You can mold him into what you need him to be. But Lafferty, I'm just... I'm Lafferty so is a guy. There's a million Lafferty's in the NHL and the NHL. On the team already. Yeah, like, there's so many of those type of players that we have already. Ryan Carpenter, Jujar Kara, Josiah Slavin, Mackenzie Entwistle, Mike Hardman, East Johnson. The list goes fucking on. Jesus, how many fourth-line AHL grinders do we fucking need? It's like they want 12 of them, and then we're just going to, like, Jimmy, remember the game we were at where there were just, like, two fights at the same time against the Wild? I feel like that's just mm-hmm. what they want every night. They're like, if we're going to suck, we're at least going to be tough. Let's you hand know, out CTE to and getting our ass kicked on and off. Guys, the listen, we lost 5-1, but we showed them that we should, yeah, they but should I be afraid of us. Yeah. Even though, in reality, in the fight, I got my teeth kicked in and got dropped. It's just like... It's such a loser mentality, and I can't stand it. If Perfect. you're going to suck, that's not yeah. the way to suck. That is not the way to suck. That's all I'm going to no. say. It's not even it's sucking. It's mediocrity. It's we talked about this. Straight mediocrity. It's a Fucking, problem. It's not that's even true. mediocrity, Jimmy. It's not even mediocrity. It's actually being bad. It's actually being bad and not making decisions to get better. But here's the thing. There's a difference between being bad on purpose and being bad on accident. The Blackhawks are yeah. bad on accident. <laughs> this is being bad thinking you're going to win the lottery. Like, this is like the guy who puts his life savings into, you know, the fucking Powerball and loses. That's basically <laughs> what happened with this fucking team. <laughs> fucking idiot. Now you got to live with it. Jesus Christ, I can't stand this team. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. What I did. Like it's just uh, we know what this team is at this point. We just want to know, like we want to know who the GM. Where is are they going to know, go? Yeah, what is their direction? Yeah, everyone knows what this team we is now. Know, like, like, no direction. God damn it! Like, and we don't even know, this... like, and that's just the uh, uh, like 
on ice stuff. Like, what are they going to do to help build a better culture with this team where people feel safe and that they're not going to get yelled at when they ask, like, a reasonable... Like, you know, there's just so many... Again, it goes all the way from the top to the bottom. Like, if you... Like, I, I, I said this, like, if you don't get rid of Rocky Wirtz or, like, tell him to step down, like, I just... I don't, I don't what think are anything's going to happen. Yeah, like, you're not yeah. going to make progress. I mean, we know that Danny Wirtz, you know, had his talk with him and all that, and that's fucking great. Really, it, I mean, it genuinely is a good, a good fucking step. But you need to take the next one. You know, I feel it's like been Danny's... about. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Reagan. Go ahead. I think Danny's like genuinely trying to like make the culture of this team better, and he understands what's fucked up about it, and he's trying so hard to fix it. And then Rocky's just like, no, we're not going to talk about it. It's just going. It is what it is. Like, I, yeah, I just, we're not gonna talk about 2010 because I got another lawsuit coming my way. Like, <laughs> like, like the fact that you hear, like, like you guys heard the report where they were trying to prepare him the questions about, like, yeah, how and he got pissed off. Them preparing him for it, like, holy shit, guys! There's so many problems with this organization. It's not even funny. Like, oh my god! Like, what's worse than a tire fire? Because, like, even, like, you know what's great? Like, I, I like I laugh at, like, Ottawa and Buffalo and, like, teams that have been, like, adamantly shit for half a decade and stuff and had front office purpose. problems. Yeah. None of them are like this. None of them are like this. Yeah. Even when Ottawa had Eugene Melnick in the radio every other day saying some bullshit, it wasn't like this. It wasn't like this. Listen, I'd rather have my own opinion. At least you knew your GM was going to sell at the deadline. Shit. I mean, at least you knew your GM was going to get something back for his guys. Yeah. I don't even know I mean, it GM seems is. like... Seems it, it seems like they that he wants to be more in that direction, but there's been absolutely no transparency. There, there's uh, oh, no, there's transparency. We, about... we know Rocky Wirtz is a piece of shit, but like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but it's, it's true. But <laughs> but we oh, don't, you don't know we don't know on the on ice stuff. You know, I have a I, I want to bring up something because we talked about uh, Connor Murphy. Do you think that's somebody that okay? Not saying they will, but again, if we're the GM, if you have you know. If you actually have your head on right, is that somebody you consider trading? I mean, this guy, he's not – he's getting, what, is he 30 yet? If not, he's close he's to 28, it. 28, 29. 29 on a good yeah. deal for yeah. four years. Yeah. Yeah, man. Do you want to keep gonna, this – do you want to let this guy rot? Do you want this guy to rot for the next four years and waste his career? Do you want him to go to a team and actually have a chance to win? Because you get back – and this is probably the highest his value is going to be, to be honest. And not and I don't I know if it's even that great, but – before Man. his extension kicks in, he does not have any kind of clause. I think when <clears> his <throat> extension hits, he'll have like a no trade clause. I'm pretty sure. So if you're gonna Got trade him, him, like if you're gonna get a good him. officer or officer, a good offer. What's the officer? Probably? Team could use a good officer. Also, he'll be 29 in March. Yep. Yeah. So he's still got him. Got him. But he's just he's in his prime now. That's basically what yeah. He, is, so. he wants to win. Like he's only been to the playoffs yeah. once, and that's a leader too in the locker room. Yeah. Like he's a big leader. In the Hawks locker room, especially now with Tate's out, he's taking a big step forward. Mm-hmm. But like they talk about that a lot. Yeah, like, I love Connor Murphy and I hate to lose him, but also like especially if you can get like, a good deal back for him, just like let him go win somewhere. And and yeah. once again, it's like if you want to rebuild, you're not rebuilding with a guy like Connor Murphy on the roster. You trade a guy yeah. like Connor Murphy, you trade a guy like Brandon Hagel, you get draft picks for them, you get prospects for them because they're the actual exactly. only pieces on the roster that can give you a tangible return. Because, like, oh, yeah, trading Kubelik and DeHaan's great, but in hindsight, you're going to get, like, what, a second, maybe a third? Like, they, I they mean, suck. DeHaan, I think. 
He's the Han's got that. I think hockey the Han's man gonna to get him. more than what the Han's he's got the hockey man love, dude. That's how yeah. sad it is. Yeah, I think the Kubelik, hockey man. Mugler has given up a second for Calvin Han. I already know it's coming. I just, I already got the lineup ready and cap friendly for it. But like. Listen, if somehow Lou Lamorella wants to do it, it's not just a second. Let's it's be not completely enough. honest here. You know what I mean? Well, it's I want the Andy no, Green return no. two seconds or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> if Andy Green can get two seconds, I can get a first. Come on now. Serious, bro. My like, client I, is worth more than two second round picks. He can get a first round pick. And I just feel like Hagel's the guy, though. Because, like, you look at Hagel. He's got that, like, uh, Blake Coleman type deal. That the, yeah. Yeah. Look what they got for Oh, Barclay. that's a perfect they comparison. They got a first for Barkley Goodrow, bro. You're telling me you can't get a first for Brandon fucking Hagel? Come on, man. Get it together. No, absolutely. Go get Edmonton's first round pick. You know you want it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There's so many ways you can get a first round pick for Brandon Hagel. They won't do it because, oh, he scores and he's got heart and he's got great. And he's the only player that tries on this fucking team, which is all true. But – that's why he's valuable and that's why you move him like that's what's frustrating with and it's not just the the organization the fans have this tendency too it's there's guys like that and they can't let go of them they can't in this organization i'm praying to god that davidson knows how to do that because that needs to happen i mean we did see you know with nylander clearly he was fine moving him after stan bowman wanted to keep him for forever um that is my cat's tail um (laughs) But I, I mean, shit. What do I know about this organization? Nothing. I mean, I, we don't know. Davidson's still a wild card. We don't even know who will be the guy at the deadline. I mean, probably most likely. But they gotta announce it like within the next week or two. And even then, that's being generous because, like, if you announce, like, they need to announce it before the beginning of March. Because no, it know, has like, to be before March. You need to give this guy time month. to figure out what he's got. Like, and like, yeah, listen, you're expecting Pete Shirelli to figure things out in less than a month. Come on now. When is the trade deadline again? I don't remember. March twenty first. So we got a month, basically, a month, a little over. And like, I, you know what I really didn't like about the GM search? I read, like, I feel like we all read that article on the Athletic about like the candidates and whatnot. And I think someone said about Tolski. They're like, I don't uh, know how Tolski goes into that locker room and tells Taves they're going to trade him. I'm like, he, he does exactly that. Actually, that's basically he does that because that's what you should do. GM he is Jonah acting. Hill. He is Jonah Hill and Moneyball. Like, I'm sorry. Literally, <laughs> all you got to do is get a mouthpiece. All you got to do is get a mouthpiece. That's all you have to do. It's like wrestling when the guy can wrestle and he can't talk. Go get him a mouthpiece. Go get him some dude on the mic that can talk. If that's how, if that's what they really fear with Tolski, it's very easy to counter. Just don't let. Man, I'm telling you, if like public speaking and shit is the reason they don't get like an analytics-driven GM, I'm so fucking done with this organization. Well, he's always in his basement doing his blogs and his charts. He doesn't know how to talk to people. It's Lots such of social a skills. problem. Like, if that's really the problem, first of all, that's juvenile. Second of all, that's such a fixable problem. Like it's, it's funny because this guy has like a I'm pretty sure he has like a like a bachelor's degree in science. Like this guy is incredibly smart, and it's just funny that like Peter Shirelli, like the the range that they have with these general managers, like from Pete Shirelli all the way to Eric Tolsky, who's like considered one of the most smart analytical minds in hockey. And I mean, I understand do you think they, they just do... threw fucking <laughs> the pull names out of a hat? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Eric Dolsky. Okay, absolutely. And like, and like, I understand they're trying to do their due diligence, but like, <laughs> really, really. My favorite's the 
My favorite was the post where it was like, uh, oh, it's the widest group of candidates I've ever seen. And it's like all those like white boys at the fucking uh, Fenway Park. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and the That's basically all what it is. There's no, smiling. there's still no, there's no women. There's no people of color. Like, no, but we have a baseball guy. So that's different. Yeah, that's what I was literally about to say. I'm like, why don't we bring in a baseball person for a hockey team? I still don't understand that. Like, literally. Does Megan Shaker have a job with an NHL team? No, not that I know. Yeah, fucking call her the fuck up, man. It's not that hard. It really is. And who knows? Like, uh, the Vancouver and Montreal, because at least they're putting diversity into their front offices. Good lord. Mm -hmm. But did we mention that Cammy Granado got a job Mm -hmm. with Vancouver? We hadn't yet. That's so cool. Yes. That's why I want to see the Blackhawks, too. Not do it because they're women, but because, like, they've worked hard. They're smart. They're it's smart. almost like yeah. there are women that are capable of their jobs. How exactly. crazy. It's crazy. Crazy like, concept. Okay. Oh, my God. Women good oh, at their job? Up, I can't put that through my fucking, <laughs> you know, film fucking skull of a GM because I'm 70 and I don't know what women's rights are. Like, Lately, I have gotten in way too many arguments on the internet about how women belong in sports. Like, why? Like, fighting why? the good fight. Tell me why we don't. Like... It makes me so yeah. angry. Yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous. The worst thing I've I, I see is the uh, well, they got to get who's qualified for the job, and it's like they are. <laughs> they quite literally, literally are literally because are. a man's qualification for the job. It's like are you telling me Pete Shirelli is yeah. going to do better than someone like Megan Shaka? Are you going to tell me that, please? It's literally like the the Arthur meme where like she looks at the sign and she's like, I'm not gonna read, I'm not gonna listen to this sign because I can't read. And it's like entire <laughs> resume of information and how these women are actually qualified for the jobs and more than qualified, as a matter of fact, they're more than most qualified. of these fucking candidates. And they're just like, mm, nah, let's go with the guy who literally blew up two organizations in a decade. I'm like, fuck off, Jesus Christ. He's just not a good character. He's got the experience, guys. He's got <laughs> no the experience. Doubt, no doubt she's smart, but does she have the character? Oh my God. It's just, it's yeah, it's funny. Like men, like men to get a job, like, like just the hockey men to get a job. It's like, oh, you had to have been like a son or of somebody or blah blah blah. But like with women's or analytics people, it's gonna be like, oh, you gotta have a bachelor's uh, and like you gotta have like mathematical backgrounds. It's like, "Eh, I don't know about that. I don't know. (laughs) Every qualification under the sun, but if like you're a guy, it's like, oop. Here you go. Meanwhile, yeah. Stan Bowman. Oh, look, it's Scotty's kid. Let's give him a job. <laughs> yeah. I hate this, bro. I hate this so much. It's so fucking backwards. And, like, nothing but time will change that, but it needs to change sooner. But also, so, like, uh, we're seeing we're seeing change. Like again, it's so fucking slow, especially with the NHL. But like, at least we're seeing it with Vancouver. We're seeing it with Montreal, and I can only hope that. The Black- I just need Danny Wurtz, man. I just need him in the big spot. I need him in the big seat because I I listen. Who knows? Maybe he's not all that. But I come on, can't be worse than Rocky. Yeah, you gotta give him a chance at least. Like yeah, like come on, like you know what I'm saying? Like he's his best option right now to be running this team. Rocky, pretty you're clear. The keys to the castle. Jesus Christ. Yeah, go lock yourself. Go back to selling please. beer. God damn it, that's all you're good for. Seriously. So, uh, Dylan Strump. Real quick. I feel like oh, I've seen sure. all the other leagues. Like, there are all these things bringing like all these like women in the NHL. It's just like, nope. And of course, my dumb match is my degree. I'm like, I want to work in hockey, and I'm like, huh. yeah. it's fine. We'll we'll get there eventually. But, it's just getting so frustrating. Like, there's a whole like thing on Peacock that's about like women in the NFL, and I haven't mm-hmm. been able to like watch it yet. I've just been so busy. But the little bit I've gotten to watch, like it's so interesting. They're like 
yeah, like they, they belong here. I'm like, exactly. Crazy. What a crazy concept. What a concept, yeah. The sooner these, yeah. The sooner these close-minded people can realize that, the better the league should be. Yeah. That's just the way it like, is. Literally, like, even, like, I think it was Bruce Arian, just like, yeah, like, that, like, the women coach, like, they, that very need to be broken down. And he just went, like, hired, like, two or three, because like, they deserved it. He's like, yeah, they have, like, all the qualifications. Like, they as well just give them a shot. Like, they know what they're doing. Exactly. But does she know Bruce Arians is cousin's nephew's uh, dog's friend? No. And his blood type. No, knows the cat. Yeah. Type. <laughs> does that count? You're right. You're right. Sorry. No, that's some Pierre Maguire shit right there. <laughs> um, what Pierre's doing with like Pierre Maguire is the perfect example of why hockey's never going to change. <laughs> Dude, uh, I, I think analytics has a place in the game, but we need boots on the ground. And that's working out so well for Ottawa, right, champ? Oh, buddy, that's working out so well for Ottawa. Who can't score? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, I think they scored two goals against Washington. <laughs> <laughs> they more than yeah, that's more than one. I mean, come on. Yeah. So. Just another example of how the sport is slowly but fucking changing. It's not changing at all. It's not changing enough. No. Not it's not exactly. There are there are little seeds while the while other leagues are growing an entire garden already. That's the problem. That, that's a cool, you know that's great analogy. Yep. Yeah. It is yeah, like the tectonic and, plates in the earth. They're moving so fucking slowly right now. It's basically that they're not moving, but it's something's happening. That's the NHL right now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. It doesn't help when you got a lawyer as a fucking commission. So. <laughs> Did you yeah. see the post? The I, I forget when it was. It was like a, the, I think it was last week or this week, where it's like it's been twenty nine years of Barry Ge- uh, Barry Getman. <laughs> Barry Getman. <laughs> Barry Getman and Chad Getman, baby. Podcast. Yeah, but Gary Bettman is 29 years as a commissioner, and just the replies on that's so funny. It's it's that picture, like, his ass not reading that. <laughs> his ass not even reading. <laughs> his ass not even reading. It's so great because Adam Silver's done more for the NBA in a decade than Gary Bettman's done in 30 years. Oh, we need it. I will never stop. Bad. No, and they need Adam Silver so game. fucking bad. We need fuck, a- even David Stern was doing a good job before that. David Stern was declining fucking blockbuster trades to the Lakers when he was the fucking commission. He's still doing a better job than Gary Bettman. It's <sighs> fucking hilarious. Just, what do we say the whole show? Top to bottom, top to bottom. And this is even higher. Yeah. <laughs> it's the top top. This is a cherry, man. I hope Gary and George are having a great day today looking at Brad Marchand's fucking slash or whatever. <laughs> Whatever he's done nowadays. No, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. Actually, I lie. I lie. Gary Bettman's talking about their new plan for the 5,000 fucking stadium in Arizona instead of oh, moving up to fuck. the 4,000. <laughs> oh, God, this league stinks. Like, the fuel play in like, a small state is ECHL. The fact an NHL team is going to be playing in a stadium about the same size as an ECHL team just doesn't sit right. Hmm. It's, it's comical, and like I know people like you will be like, "Yeah, well, Tempe's got this whole giant like all the fans are in Tempe, and they're gonna like make this new arena and shit." It's like, what is this? Like, try three on making a new arena, guys. Come on, like it's not gonna yeah. work in Arizona. And yeah, by some grace of God, Austin Matthews came out of Arizona. Awesome. That's like, like a one in a billion chance. Doesn't like, fucking even... matter. Move them to Houston. Move them to an actual viable market. Like. Yeah, I'd say Quebec, but we know Bettman's not going to. Barry no. Getman is not going to get Barry Getman. No, nah, just let the let the mayor over there say they're going to get a team to boost his votes one more time. It, it, it'll come. Don't worry. But like, is that a thing? Yes, yeah. it's such a thing. 
It's like the back premiere. I think there's I think there's elections. I think in the springtime, so they're trying to. Obviously, they're going to say, "Let's get net. We're going to try to get an NHL team to boost votes." So that's fucking hilarious. I never heard about that. It's just so dumb. That is. (laughs) No. Here's the here's the NHL in the nutshell. Sexual assault? Uh-huh. I, I pretend I do not see. Do Fucking not see five thousand fans in a stadium? That that is what I want. That is <laughs> That's where the my shock meme. Is. Real shit. What is eyes open? I, <laughs> I wake. <laughs> I wake. Yeah. I sleep. Oh, that was no. I sleep. I oh, the fact that his priority is trying to stick an NHL team in a stadium where he's gonna lose so much fucking money is just like. Yeah, it, they want to stay really, status quo. They never want to admit that, that they're wrong. Like, Listen, man, it's it's as poetic as it can be. It's Gary Bettman will not get off of the fucking sword called the Arizona Coyotes, and he's about to die with it, hopefully, or at least have a lot of damage oh, done to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good second. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it. He's gonna pay for it. Hopefully. I mean, if not, he's not going to lose his fucking position. We know this, but it's going to hurt him a bit. And it should, you know, you, he will not let go of this team. And they're at the point where they're in a fucking college stadium. And we've never, we've never seen this How before. They make money. They're not making money now. You know, they said that the capacity is $5,000, but like, once the time, $5, yeah, five, Jesus, they might even, they might make $5,000 a year. Who knows? That might be their profit. For me, but it's going to sell out to a bunch of like, discounted tickets to all the college students. Literally, it's just going to be a bunch of drunk university parents. I heard the school. This will be fun, I guess. I'll be a different atmosphere. I'll tell you that much. Talking to one of the guys that I work with, like last night about this, he goes, "I mean, hey, if you're at least a single, like young NHL player, and you're playing on a college campus, at least you got that going for you." Hey, I mean, Arizona's gonna be full of a bunch of young players from here on out. So fuck. You know what? They're <laughs> Getman, Okay, this is how we grow the game. Yeah, Barry Getman. Gonna yeah, he's gonna grow the game. There's gonna be at least five pregnant women a game, dude. Come on. Jeez, all right. Yeah, no, wrong? but I saw the seating capacity. It's gonna be less than like four thousand. Like once they put the NHL. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah less than four thousand. They gotta put a bigger I'm, arena in, bro. I mean, I'm pretty sure I mean, it's a basketball least... arena. Like I'm pretty sure it's a basketball oh, arena originally. I still finally fill up the arena, I guess. Take, I don't fucking um, know, man. I just will never take this league seriously. <laughs> I can't wait yet. for the day I can love it. Oh, I can't. Don't, don't worry. Or at least defend Vegas it. Vegas starts stop selling out, Gary Bettman won't care. Don't, but they would never be able to Vegas, so. Awesome. Vegas, baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but we're going we're gonna to threaten to move the draft <laughs> because that's what we do. We want oh to. I want to be like, oh, threats. poor us, Canada. But, like, Gary Bettman, I'm like, I remember. No, when dude, Barry Getman fucking hates Canada. Barry Getman hates Canada. And I mean. It's only the. But I remember his biggest cash cow, like minus the Rangers. It's fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. You think the Leafs and the Habs don't make you like more money than any NHL team not named the Blackhawks or Rangers? Dangle said it best. He's like, we're the reason the power's still on. Just remember that. When we leave, (laughs) the league leaves. And it's so fucking true. Like, the. Mm -hmm. I like I, I hate being that guy because I don't want to see the Leafs win. But oh my god, do people realize how much fucking money this league would make if the Leafs won a Stanley Cup? Like, do you realize how much fucking money they probably would have made if the oh, Habs the made TV to a cup revenues final would be crazy in Canada? 
Holy Cubs. shit, yeah. Oh you think the Cubs was big? Just wait till you fucking see Cubs this. Big, bro? Yeah, yeah, all right, cool. We'll see what happens when the Leafs win a fuck. When the Leafs, okay. What a playoff win. series. I went okay. to a Falcons game, a Falcons playoff game in 2012. It was their first playoff win in like since Michael Vick, basically. So it was like 10 years. But for Shoot. NFL, it's like it's a long fucking time. They're flipping yeah. cars in the streets of Atlanta in excitement. This is the divisional playoff round. Like, they lost the next fucking round. Like, imagine what Leafs fans are going to do when they win a round. And, like, how they much they're going to win a Raptors parade. Imagine them handling a Maple Leafs parade. It'd be 10 million people. Oh. I, I honestly think... Literally, no, all of Ontario would just go into one little area. Of- it'd be 5 million people standing in the six. It'd- 10 million people is like... But, you know, we can't have that because more than that a- team's incompetent and... Gary Bevan hates Canada. So. It's funny because 10 million people is like more than a quarter of Canada. <laughs> Bro, it's going to be over 2 million. Like, it's going to be more than was at the Blackhawks parades. And we Black saw Hawks what the Blackhawks parades were like, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know, man. The Cubs parade, there was like, what, 2 million at that? Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna yeah be it's about the same as the Hawks. Like, in, and it's Canada, which is even crazy. Like, it will no, I, honestly, I think 5 million is a good guess. Dude, yeah. we it's the Leafs, the man. The league yeah. revolves around them in Montreal. If Leafs they that. like it's, Ma- Montreal's it's, by the grace of God won the cup last year, there would be riots. Pierce, imagine <laughs> yeah. if that playoff run happened in a non pandemic year. You know how much fucking money this league would have made in Montreal? Yeah. Holy shit. Like mm-hmm. they they had they were allowed fans in one home game, I think, right? The entire playoff run. Oh no, they were mm-hmm. I think they were allowed Fans for most of it. I think they were only not allowed. But it wasn't like a lot. Yeah, it was like only a couple thousand. What was it like? like A thousand people gonna. Twenty five hundred, but it feels like twenty five thousand. Like Gary Batman better count his blessings that Tampa won their cups during the pandemic to where he could have stadiums with full capacity. Because like, oh shit. No, you're right. In Florida, yeah, that's that's an easy get. Literally, like if if the cups anywhere else but Florida or like Boston, there wasn't gonna be or Vegas, there wasn't gonna be a sold out crowd. It was gonna be half capacity. Mm -hmm. Probably. 100%. I don't know. Well, you do know. You're absolutely right, man. Figure out how to make those idiots more money. Yeah. Or or hashtag grow the game by not sending players to international events. This one I get. uh, This one they don't get any excuse. So uh, I have a question. Yeah. Where's number 17 in the Blackhawks? Still on this. Yeah, we didn't get into it. We started it off and we have gone completely off since then. But I do think it's I do think it's one of the one of the only interesting questions with this team because now there's a genuine case. Do you move him at the deadline? Do you keep him? Unless you are getting a Ryan Hartman return or like a Blake Coleman return, don't do it. I was gonna like, say if they offer you a second round pick, you say no, but like if they offer you a first and like a like a guy back, that's when you probably say yes because there's just there's no use in trading him because right. really other than last year this Dylan in the beginning of this year when you play him with skilled players he does well because he's a good playmaker he's a smart smart player good hockey IQ all that you know and oh you know bud oh you know bud you know he's oh, just a good sure. Canadian kid from Ontario eh but oh yeah Ontario. grew up a Leafs um, fan get the right return yeah yeah I, I agree Reagan he, he got to get the right return for him because yeah. like. I mean, what did we just talk about with 
team. They barely score three goals a game. Someone's got to score for this team. And you need something. <laughs> you need some players in the future. Like I do agree that they got to get rid of a lot of the players, but at the same time, you can't just get rid of everyone. Like obviously, the human more. element gets lost in everything because Dylan again, Dylan Strom's good, good, good buddies with Alex DeBrincat. Like he has a do- he loves Chicago. I know that, and he has a daughter. Oh, like, yeah. He probably wants to put down some roots here. And stay in Chicago. So, like, unless you're getting a significant haul for him in return, where that you just cannot deny it, like, you might as well just keep him here because you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're just going to take him for a second or third round pick. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I was going to say, we talked about, you know, guys like Connor Murphy, you know, being a bit older and this is probably the right time to move him. Dylan Strong's, what, 25, 26? Yeah, he'll be 25 in March, I think. Like, hey, uh, listen, if you want to go and away. you want to suck for like two, three years, that guy's in a great place when you start to, if you, again, not saying that's likely with this team, but, you know, a good re, a, a good rebuild, you suck for two, three years, maybe four, and then you're back on the horse. Dylan Strom's going to be like 28, 29. Like, that's a, if he's still playing, you know, at that level, that's the kind of guy you want as your second line center in a contention. I mean, I mean that's at least what I think. Look at what the Rangers did. 25 in March. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Like, look what the Rangers did with Ryan Strong. Like, they, even through their, like, mm-hmm. rebuild, retool type thing, they kept him the whole time. And he <clears> developed, <throat> and he got better every year. And now he's a contributor in their top six, and they're back in mm-hmm. the full swing. So. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's not like Dylan Strom has, like, not developed his game at all. He has gotten immensely better at faceoffs this year, which is something this team is. It's, like, over 55%. That's really good. So that's, like, in the, that's <laughs> like in the top, or, so top tier of the league. He actually yeah. gets the net on the power play. His last two goals are net front presence. Like, it, something this team lacks hilariously. He'll actually do it. Uh, yeah. Um, he's starting to get his shooting mentality back. And we talk about it all the time. The kid's got a fucking great shot. He just never uses it. Like, yeah. if you give Strom a second to pick his spot, he's going to find it. And it's We've seen it. That's We've a guy seen you, like, it. And I, I, I feel like I said it in the offseason we were saying when you guys were talking about trading. Like, that's a guy you keep. if Because you, you, when you put him with the right pieces, he does well. And like you said, yeah. Pierce, the last 14 games or so have proven that to a team. I'm pretty sure he has 14 points in his last 12 games. Like, and, and yeah, granted, yeah that's what it is. Game yeah. in there somewhere, but it's still really good. <laughs> but to, no, but I mean to you know have 14 in 12 games that you know that's not just a sneeze. You know that that takes consistency. Yeah, score. Huh? yeah. When we talked about it. You know, certainly it takes skill guys to play with skill guys. You know, to consistently produce with them. We've seen that from him. He, we know what he is. And I mean, okay, I don't know if you guys saw Patrick Kane's quotes yesterday. He knows who he is. And, yeah. you know, they, he doesn't, he flat out said they shouldn't move him. That's a guy that they should keep. When your star, top star player says that, I feel like it's probably not the best thing to move him after you are one of the, until last year, the thing you were probably most known for in the last few years was trading the player that he played best with in his entire career. Oh, that one of the best connections. Door, that revolving door of centers that he's had as well in his career. Like, how many centers Seriously. has Patrick Green gone through? Like, I, I think there was an athletic article about it once. He's had like there, oh, yeah. It's got to be like 10, at least 10. No, it's like, 20. It's, it's a 20. Lot Jesus, yeah, exactly. Dude, you got to remember there's like guys like Peter Ringan that played on his... Uh, that, that is true, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, hey, hey. I'm pretty Jimmy sure Jimmy Hayes was a center at one point, I think. He didn't even play oh, center. God. Like, no, he uh, Peter Regan. Yeah, Peter Regan uh, tied up the uh, Minnesota defenseman, and that led to uh, the overtime winner. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I remember that too. Good job, Peter Regan. Good job. I remember when he got shoved into the net in the conference final against LA. <laughs> <laughs> His ultimate highlight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which Strom? I just I 
there's a way you got to keep him, and it's not like you're not gonna have the space to sign him in the offseason. Like they're gonna have. He's not gonna want a lot, and I'm pretty sure his qualifying offer is three point six. So, like, dude, he wants to be here. You can't fuck this up. Yeah, if you can, you need players that want to be here right now because honestly, like, if you're a player on another team, saying what the hell is going on in that organization, like, do you want to go to Chicago? I don't think so. I was thinking about that. Yeah, there's like. There's absolutely no way that there are players actively wanting to come to Chicago. There's no way. And same with GMs, absolutely no like, shot. Like, if you get offered the job, like, are you gonna like do the do you want to accept it? Yeah. Big ask. It's a big ask for a lot of people. And one thing with Strom that I want to see when the lineup gets a little more healthy, I don't know whoever comes back first, Taves or Johnson. I'd love to see him just fucking put like Strom, Taves, and Kane on the line or. Strom Johnson and Kane on the line, just like stack it with skill. Because I, I don't think Kubelik's earned a spot in the top six at this point. Uh, Kubelik has uh... he has fallen out of my good graces so fast. I like you know reason. what? I used to complain at Carlton for why Kubelik played 13 minutes a night. Now I'm starting to realize why he doesn't do a goddamn thing outside of the offensive zone. He doesn't do a goddamn thing. And even when he's in the offensive zone, he's not skating. And that's a confidence thing. I get it. It's a confidence thing. When you're a goal scorer and you're not scoring goals. Nothing's going well for you, but come on. Like, you can't just not produce at all. It's not even like he's getting shots off. You know what I mean? It's just he kind of dumps the puck in and then just lackadaisically skates around. He's just, he's just there, you know? He's just like, there. He, oh, his man, ass not the, reading. Best way to put it. He looks like how <laughs> he looks like how everyone said Alex Nylander looked two years ago. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a perfect comparison, and he's producing at the same rate. Maybe not, not even. I'm not a sure. Higher, but like, uh, that's a little a higher, but that's a low bar, man. We know this. It's the guy who we know can score 30 goals, and he's just. I still think he's yeah. a 20, 25 goal scorer. I just don't see. Oh, it. absolutely. He just needs the right fit, and I mean, it doesn't help that he's on a team that just can't produce offensively, anyways. I mean, yeah, that's but when you're already sure, getting played with Patrick yeah. Kane every night, and that's a guy who's going to set you up for at least one or two quality chances a game, and you can't even like get the puck on net. I don't know. Like, I, where are you I think who the, You can't play with the best players on the roster. That's all I'm going to say. I think who the kind of guy where he you put him in your middle six in a contending team. You know, I don't think I don't think he's uh, he doesn't really move the needle. Yeah, he doesn't move the needle um, on a team that isn't already good. Like slap him on Colorado. Yeah, he, like give him Boston for Eric Hall. <laughs> oh my God! But yeah, get get him on a team that can give him the open like the open space and the power play to get those shots off. You know, get puck movement. It's not just you know, let's just sit here and, you know, play catch with the puck and then swing it over and, you know, the goalie knows exactly what's let's coming. Let's get to Patrick Kane and hopefully he knows what it, he'll do something, you know. Yeah, also, I'm sorry, putting him on the left wing when his best asset is his, his one-timer is one of the most confusing things. I and think that Brinkett scores nuts. so many goals, he's in the OV spot. <laughs> exactly, and Kubalik has an OV shot at times. We've seen this. Why the hell are you playing him on the left wing? I, I, that's beyond me. I kind of a point that I'll never be like I, I can't go anywhere with that because nobody's gonna understand that nobody does but yeah it just it's another problem with this team and just not understanding what they have and how they should use it it's I heard someone bring it up that like I think goalies have started to figure out his bag of tricks because like Kubelik was a guy that used to go five hole all the time and he can't go yeah five-hole. every goalie knows no. he's gonna try to go five hole so it I know it's easier said than done but like I know he's got the shot to pick corners like mm-hmm. you definitely I can think- do it <laughs> I think teams realize he's a he's probably pretty easy to game plan for too. The biggest he's thing he did—he's one-dimensional. Yeah, 
the thing he did amazingly in his rookie year, and it stood out to me, I don't think I've ever seen a season where a guy was so good at finding the soft area every single time. And then after that season, could never find it again. Like, I, I was I was amazed by it. I thought that was something that was going to keep him a 20-25 goal guy, maybe even 30 for a long time, but he just has not done that since. No, here's the thing. He wasn't even bad last year either. Everyone said last year was going to be the mm-hmm. year he stunk because he wasn't with tapes. No, it was like on He was scoring at a 55-point rate. Yeah. Like, this is this is this year that, yeah. when it's happened. Last year he was fine, and he was doing it with revolving door on his wings and center. And this year they put him with like Taves, and they put him with DeBrinket, and they put him with Kane, and they put him with Strong. He still him, isn't he's doing still anything. With doc. And it's just like he, there's just nothing that's clicking. And like I guess it is a chemistry thing, but I'll be honest, I would understand them not moving him this deadline because do you want to move him at this is value really? Uh, it's either that or he's going to ask for something in the offseason that you don't want to pay him. But then, pay. yeah, then he's going to go to – Oh, RFA shit. Doesn't he have a qualifying offer? Yeah, and I think Probably. it's like a high one. A I think it's like $4 million. Yeah. yeah, ooh, um, yeah, that's maybe. That's why I think you should just yeah. try to get him, move him, because I just don't yeah. see him being a part of this team in the future. And might as well get something instead of having no, him just walk to UFA. I saw people thing. say like a – like that could be like a change of scenery type trade. Like, I could see that as, like, I saw, yeah. I saw someone bring up, like, Kapanen, who's having a rough year, and mm-hmm. he, like, flipped the two of them, because it's same, relatively same cap hit and whatnot, and they're both that would be, yeah. years and stuff. Like, I feel like that's the kind of movie you make with Cooper League, because I don't think you're going to get picks and prospects for him. No, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, change of scenery would be great. Yeah. Yeah, like, dude, get him on that Penguins power play, dude. Get him on that Penguins team. They're not looking too bad right now. I think I think he'd fit in pretty well on Crosby's wing. Maybe him don't and you think? on Crosby's wing. Oh my god! I can't wait for Crosby to win the cup with Nylander and Kublik on his wings. Mm. It'll be pretty sick. Yeah. I'm gonna trick Kublik to Nashville for a first it's full circle. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, if they can... well, actually, that I would love. That I would love. But it would. It'd be nice to see the guy succeed. It'd be nice to see it. He's. Clearly frustrated, like you said, of the confidence is being frustrated, man. Like, yeah. you can tell. It's like, like you, we talk about all the time body language. You can tell immediately that this team just has terrible body language. Oh my god. Yeah. They, like, uh, what's the thing where it's like they get scored on? And they already act like they lost the game. That's basically how this team plays <laughs> every time. That's yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, it's exactly what this team does. And like, and it sucks because like even guys like Flurry are showing it too. Who like, yeah, they're pretty emotional guys. Oh, poor Flurry, like, man, I feel so bad. Hey, for I don't, him. I don't like seeing Flurry shatter his stick every other fucking game because this team is blowing coverage every five minutes. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. If he doesn't, I'm sorry, man. Well, we talked about how great it is. I, uh, you know, him uh, um, denying trades to the Capitals and such. But like, dude, you is gotta get yourself somewhere better. It yeah, is Frank Cervelli reported it. I, I can double check. Oh, oh Reagan, Reagan, what's up? What? Oh, you were you were saying something? I thought. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was in so many reports about like sort of like um, declining trades to the gap. That's hilarious to me. You can take the what is it? You can take the Can't penguin out of Pittsburgh, but you can't take the Pittsburgh out of a penguin. Or whatever. What? It is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There was an attempt. There was. <laughs> it's okay. Right. We we love you, Pierce. We love you. Oh, jeez. Oh, That's amazing. I, I feel so bad for Flory because like, you can just tell his whole heart is in it, even with this team. And I'm just like, 
You deserve so much better. He chose to come here. Well, he didn't choose to come here. <laughs> yeah, he chose, to, come. He chose oh, he to stay here. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> God. I guess I'll suffer. You gotta think That's he's okay. You gotta think he's sitting there like last night after they lost, and he's like, "Why the fuck did I not retire?" Like, but yeah. I, I don't blame him. He's a competitor. He just came off fucking Vesna, and clearly he still got it. The fact that you have a nine ten on this shitty ass team to tell you in the first place. No, like, you put him on that Caps team. He's got a nine twenty at least. Honestly, you put he's him anywhere like, else. They might be a cup contender, like a legitimate cup contender with Florida on that team, because their goaltending is not good over there in Washington. Uh, we're gonna trade him to Colorado for pennies on the dollar. It's gonna suck. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get Dylan secure on a third Ooh. round pick back for Mark Andre Fleury. Also, random thing. This does not need to be elaborated. Elaborated on. I guess none of us can talk today. No. Um. But uh, <laughs> Kyle Palmieri has one goal, and I still I saw just that. and he tried to He got scratched, and it was the first year of his four year contract where he's getting paid like five million. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that bad. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, Casey Zizekas has more goals than him. That's tough. Yes, sir. Because Casey Zizekas is the truth, man. Um. By the way, Cap. Uh. This is from Mario Terabasi just sharing. Uh. Um, you know, Cerevelli's word. The Capitals went for it with Mark Andre Fleury, according to Frank Cerevelli, but it appears the deal won't be happening. Of course, I wonder dear Fleury. within the next couple of weeks he'll change his mind because I think so. I think so. I don't. There's think so much to go for the trade deadline. I think it's more like we always said. It's more of a family thing. Though. He just doesn't want to mm-hmm. leave his kids. Like, yeah, really, what it is. I think. Listen, if that's the reason, you know, we, we clearly know about his wife doesn't want to go to jail. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. I mean, would it be the worst thing for him to just you know go to Washington, try to make a run, come back home with your cup? You know, at least you hope for that. Nah, you saw what happened to Longquist, and he was just like, I'm not taking that risk. That <laughs> Something's in the water in Washington. Freak thing that happened to Longquist, and I'm glad he's doing well now. Probably have the best yeah. case in general, but I mean, isn't that would honestly? And this sounds weird. I feel the the sooner they trade Flurry, the better. You got to tank the rest of the year. Uh, listen, we don't like Colin Delia, but that's got to be the good. I was going like, to say, like, if you do get rid of Flurry, like, who's the backup for Lincoln? And is it going to be Delia or is it going to be Lincoln? It's got to be Delia. It's got to be Delia. No, I mean, it should be. I would hope they. Yeah, oh, shit. Lincoln is still out. Yeah. You think they're going to fucking give Delia? I forgot about that. Shoot. Oh, yeah. Lincoln is such a rough year, man. Such a rough year. I stopped watching Blackhawks hockey for the season. It's the day they announced Delia's fucking backup. I'm done. I'll, I'll, I'll peace out. I'll peace out so fast. Like, listen, maybe I'm a bit biased here since you played Notre Dame and in Indy, but I just love to see Kel Morris get a shot. I know it's probably not. I gonna rather see Kel Morris and Colin Delia. Shit. Exactly. No, I but, listen, man. Notre Dame boy. Yeah. Straight Colin Delia to the Kraken. <laughs> Still would be better than Philip Grubauer. Come on, uh, let's be honest. <laughs> like I feel like the Hawks have just given Delia so many chances, and like oh, they have. It's not like they have they've given him like a shot every single season, and he blows no, it every year, and he's a great. Deal. Colin Delia is the truth, guys. He makes one good save. That means he's a good goalie. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I feel bad because he seems like the – like, I know I'm being – oh, he's a nice guy. But he seems like such a genuinely good dude. But, like, he is not an NHL goalie. He's not. Yeah, be a nice guy and stop the puck. You can I'm do sorry. both. I'm sorry. Like, we like, if we were playing street hockey against Delia, I'd go bar down on him every time. Because all you have to do is shoot high. That's all you have to do on Delia. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is shoot high. The guy has no glove, and he goes down way too early. And he has bad positioning. 
Like, <laughs> I don't want to be a dick, but that's kind of like what I gathered from watching 30-plus games of him play goalie. Like, yeah. the Washington game three years ago sums it up perfectly. <sighs> oh, boy. Two five. Where Taves and Kane almost had dueling fucking hat tricks because Colin Delia wanted to let in every fucking goal high glove under the sun. And Washington picked up on that, and guess what? Every single but, but Dylan, don't you know he made a save while being out of position because he can't position himself well, and by the grace of God, he made a save, so that means he's good. Stop. No, it's just like people, it, like, at least Subban has some is better positioning than that. Because Subban does that too with the athleticism and whatnot, but at least Subban can be positionally sound sometimes. At least Subban's fun, dude. Come on. Bro, like, Delia is just God, mediocrity. It's like, it's like Delia's in the wave pool, bro. He's just swimming left and right. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Get this man out of Six Flags. Get on the ice. All right, enough about me ranting about Colin. What? You know what? Goalies <laughs> is is a a thing the Blackhawks I don't think have to worry about for the future. But not with like yeah. the play with Camesso and Soderblom, like that could be a nice tandem going forward. Obviously, oh yeah, it's gonna take probably a couple or a few years for them to probably get fully started. Like in the especially Camesso, I think Soderblom. Well, that's perfect. Well, that's perfect. That's exactly what they need. We talked about this. You want to rebuild? You have two, three years where you suck. Those are the years you got those guys in the AHL. Soderblom obviously might be you know up. You know, a little bit faster. He's a couple know, years older like, yeah. than uh, Camiso, I think. So yeah, he's got more pro experience, of course. Yeah, but a guy like Camiso, but Camiso, hey, he's, dude, yeah, he's some experience at the Olympics over there, and he's doing well. <laughs> he's doing well. He's doing well. I think well, his man. Like, last fifteen games, he has like almost a nine fifty save percentage, like including college mm-hmm. and and the. Olympics. Maybe that that letter trade's not looking so bad. That's right. Not that's the, so bad. That's what they. That's the select him with the pick that they got for Leonard. So. I don't know where Denim Pants is, but <laughs> yeah. I forgot about him. I remember they were like, we're getting yeah. a defensive prospect back, and everyone was like, Nick, hey, Nick, yeah, please! Fucking Slavin Denim. Bro, we got Jimmy back in this trade? <laughs> oh, ideals. Yeah. I mean, that still would be more, if you put a pair of jeans in the Blackhawks, that'd be more, that'd be more NHL experience than fucking Slavin Denim's head, so. Yeah. At least we true can be so. I remember when the Blackhawks picked Camisso. I'm like, I don't know, a goalie that high. That's but uh, like a few years later, I'm looking at it. Okay, maybe they 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 know what they're doing there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the European uh, the European scouts finding Soderblom as well. Yeah, honestly, Kale, you know, Morris, Soderblom, Camisso. I like that a lot. Like, I, I really like, like those three men. Is at least one thing they don't have to worry about. Cause I, Which is like, weird I don't because know two if, years ago we they were in the shits. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Camiso and – or either Camiso or Soderblom are going to be, like, elite starters, but there's, I, th- I really think they have a good chance of being, like, uh, like a 1A, 1B. 100%. Because I think, I think Soderblom has, like, a 926 percentage, and Rockford and that team is not good defensively at all. No. So, this organization is not good defensively. No, or, as we saw last night with Indy and the Blackhawks, like this, we don't do this, this, this franchise does not know defense. You know, like how Notre Dame has like play like a champion today. And he's play just, no we defense. don't do defense here. Yeah. We don't do defense here. He's tapping on the way. Play out. like a forward. <laughs> play like a forward today. Well, that's yes. that's rich. Holy shit. By the way, in other uh, wacky news that I didn't know existed this year, Jeff Skinner's got like 32 points in 45 games. He's got 18 goals. Like, what? 
Every other year, man. I remember how to score goals. When did this happen? Wow, that's it's like Jack Eichel was the problem. Did you see Alex Tuck is like point per game mm-hmm. with Buffalo? He's got, mm-hmm. assist, he's got another assist tonight. Tage Thompson's got like 15 goals now in the season. He's finally picked ahead of Alex to bring Kit Tage Thompson and part of the Traded in the Ryan O'Reilly trade, yeah. Tage Thompson for your information. Who's the real winner here? Come on. They could have had like Jordan Cairo and they got Tage Thompson. That's tough. I, yeah, they could have got like Cairo Thomas or Costin, like, but no, Tage Thompson and like. Give me the right, tall Tage guy. Thompson's been good. Yeah, give me the six seven guy or whatever he is. Oh yeah, he ain't small. That's for sure. Imagine if Alex DeBrincat was like six seven. If he was a foot taller, he would have gone first overall. Easily, he would have gone first overall if he was like six foot. Yeah, <laughs> ahead of Matthews. Yeah, that bum. Thank that, God. That, that little bum. Um, Tage Thompson's still only 24 years old, huh? Huh. 32 points, 42 games. Obviously, there was a hot start there, but, I mean. I think he's been better oof. lately than was before, so. He's their Alex Nylander. Hmm. Yeah. 6'7". Something, something, something he's, uh, low. <sighs> yeah. So. Uh, do we bring cool. do we bring up that Matthew Darsh was interviewed? Because I remember Schmitty, uh, another podcast yes. ago, said, I, "I wonder if they're interviewing Matthew Darsh," and they did. And they also, listen. my guy, yeah, Stan Darsh. I wrote a song about you, Stan, Stan Darsh. Darsh. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna post that video if if they do hire Matthew Darsh. That, oh yeah. Dude, I can't believe the guy I saw at Dunkin' Donuts is the much. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, before before we get into that, I like the Blackhawks still have more interviews, like with general managers. I wonder if we do see a person of color or a woman. That would be cool. But knowing, I think the people would like that. Yeah, let's just put it that way. <laughs> Anyways, let, let's go on to your uh, uh, noted friend of uh, Jimmy Martin oh, Saint Louis being the head coach of the uh, Montreal Canadiens, Les Montreal Canadiens. Um, I mean, I guess I'll just say you're, like, the, you're the, the one who marks. You know any? I know, more dude. I told him. Yeah. I said, you're like two, three years, man. Two, you three involved. years. You're coaching Pee Wee now. You got a future idea. Well, you played in the NHL too. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> um, I, I like that they went outside the box. You know, I, listen, it is a, you know, it's it's still, you know, an NHL player, you know, it's still a guy, you know, who's, you know, been around and such, but it's it's a new look, man. It's a new look. And, you know, it. someone put it really well. You don't have to have juniors coaching experience to be a good coach. You don't. It, it's, it's a personality thing, and it's a, you know, it really comes down to personality and, uh, and strategy. Like, those are the two things it comes down to. And... I think Martin St. Louis, I don't think it's hard to say he's got the personality. You know, we'll see if that translates to, you know, head coach position and uh, and all that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I like it. I like that they went outside the box. But, of course, they had to get a guy with a French last name. It's just beautifully on brand. I just feel like it's, like, a nice, like, change of pace. Like, a, I guess, like, a breath of, like, fresh air. And it's just nice to have a little bit of a change for once. Exactly. It's not the same, like, five, like, old guys who just – yeah and he was uh you know he was he was like uh he's cracking jokes at the press conference like he seems like he's comfortable there you know like it doesn't seem like a guy who's in over his head and all that what was it he said he's like you know i think he said uh about uh 
it's Caulfield or somebody. I'm pretty like, sure Caulfield you know, I, has like two game, two goals <clears throat> in two games that he's coached, and he like one goal got disallowed. I'm pretty sure. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, he uh, he said he's like, well, you know, I was uh, you know coaching Pee Wee or whatever. He's like, you know, those guys were having fun, so he's like, uh, so I think maybe I'm probably the most qualified for the job. I'm like, okay, and this guy, he's ready for it. He's he's you know he's got the mentality. He's comfortable. I think it's gonna be a great fit. I'm excited for it. Gotta be nice um, to have true. a job with no expectations. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, if we're being honest, what the fuck do they expect to have? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like they're gonna like, oh, make the playoffs, Marty. Go. It's just a, it's just a trial. Like, they don't even know if he's gonna be there next year. But you know, it's worth the try. Stand there, look pretty. That's all you gotta do. Okay. Wave and lose. smile, boys. Smile and wave. Um. The uh, we kind of touched on it earlier, but the Oilers uh, fired their head coach, and Dave Tippett got fired. And obviously, like I've said this, like Dave Tippett obviously hasn't done himself any favors. But kind of like the Blackhawks, it's all the way from the top how rotten this organization is. At least from on the ice, at least they don't got that off ice shit. Yeah, no, they just it's a boys club. We know of. It's a boys club. Yeah, that's what it is. Were you a part and, of the '80s team? Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Low, come on down, buddy. Hall of Famer Kevin Lowe, by the way. I think he had like. We know. We know Evander Kane faked this COVID card. Clearly, he faked his ID because, yeah, man wasn't from the '80s and he got signed in two seconds. So that explains. Bro, a lot. he really put '60s instead of '80s on his vaccination card. That's it's crazy, bro. Yo. He's he's playing both sides, dude. Very smart. Uh, but I'll be honest. So I can come out on top. I don't know much about Jay Woodcroft. Um, a good friend name. Shay. He's, uh, run, he, he's run a good program in uh, what's it called Bakersfield, their HLT. Yeah. So he's well respected by the hockey community. Our our friend Shay, uh, I know he was very high on him. He was, you know, saying himself, he's like, uh, and this was like a month ago. He's saying, you know, I think it's time. This doing their uh, little beautiful little thirteen game skid or whatever the hell happened there. Um, how I guess Oilers fans have wanted to see Woodcroft there. So at least you know it's there seems to be some. Uh, some positivity there at Edmonton. Um, Pierce, I'm guessing you know a couple things about him, just, you know, living there and hearing about it. Not really, but I, it's funny. It, it's funny how... The talk of the town, Jay that, Woodcroft. That's the yeah. That's the scuttlebutt going around Edmonton right now. <laughs> Jay Woodcroft. But it's funny how uh, earlier I said Marc-Andre Fleury has now, like, caused, like, two coach firings. Uh uh, Mike Babcock and Dave Tippett. Do you want to know? So I think I think it's five Canadian teams that fired their coach this season. It was Vancouver, Edmonton now, Winnipeg. Well, they replaced their coach. And okay, I don't think it's five, but I think it's four. And then Montreal as well. Do, who is the do you know who the most long, longest tenured coach in Canada is right now? That's coaching a Canadian team. Hold up. Um, wouldn't be the Leafs. Wouldn't be the Habs. Obviously. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say send DJ Smith. Yeah, and he was hired into wow. the summer yeah. of 2019. Wow, Jesus! Country of turnover, Canada. Hey, unless you're a general manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or well, uh, sorry, Jim you don't get to make the cut. Yeah, Mr. Bim Jenningson. Bim Jenningson. And he was Wait, still so like, there for like eight years too. So over the last 12 months, there's been four head coaches fired in Canada. Five. Five, Five, I think, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Montreal. Well, if, uh, 
I'm trying to do this off my head, but like, yeah, Montreal fired Julian last year. Um, Calgary, Calgary, I think, fired their head coach as well. And then, yeah, but like, it's just five five of them like within the last calendar year. That's crazy. Basically, like almost every team. Basically, yeah. Except for the Leafs, who if you ask any fan, they'll be like, fire Sheldon Keefe, which is hilarious. No. And then you got the Sens. Stop it. You found the Jets? Because didn't he technically just like step down and he didn't like actually get fired yeah that is true but i, I should yeah coach changes but yeah like point, within the like the pat like last less than three calendar years like every canadian team has like either fired a head coach or like there's been a coaching change yeah and you it's know so it's gotten them so far too <laughs> montreal's like fired i think like two head coach like because they fired julian and then they fired ducharme mm-hmm. and they're paying both of them for like the next couple of years i'm pretty sure oh god man didn't they, they, had, they signed to an extension right yeah they signed to a three-year extension after the cup run and then they fire him it was I mean, funny like, too because I, I remember in that cup run people were already talking about how don ducharme wasn't a good head coach they were like oh luke richardson coaches this team way better blah 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 blah, blah. and i'm just like Okay, like, <laughs> got you guys so far. Hey, listen, they're doing a mid-off. Bro, they're having a mid-off in Canada. It's crazy right now. <laughs> it's a 17 mid-off. Like, think about it. That's Arizona and Montreal right now. They're having a mid-off, so you can be one. No, that's Buffalo and Montreal literally right now. <laughs> that's that's true. They're tied right now. I'm pretty sure that's their no, but Yeah, by the way, did check Pierce Caulfield did score the first two games. He hasn't scored this game, but uh, hey, that's no, two out, at least. even two out of three is still uh, incredibly good for him. I mean, that's awesome. Good on uh, hey, State Louis, man. Hey, he's, he's reaching that 40 goal plateau, as Trevor Zegers said. The world's biggest heel and just retire so Nashville gets a massive cap. Oh my god. Like, Minnesota and Nashville having to deal with big cap hits yet next year. Please, please, please. God, please be the biggest heel the sport has ever fucking seen. Oh my god. Dude, like, I mean, literally, how do you burn every bridge in an organization in one day? That's how you do it. Bro, I mean, not just way. burn bridges, I mean, you blow up the fucking city with that. Bro, like. Oh my god. I, I just feel like people forget that if Shea Weber actually retired, not like retired with quotes and just mm-hmm. sat on the LTIR, like Nashville would be in the toilet and cat for the next. What is it like? Twenty five million. Twenty four million one season. Twenty four million. Yeah. Uh, I'm about to end this whole organization's career in one fucking sitting. W- one stroke of the pen, and this motherfucker has ended a franchise. I mean, that's pretty sick. I'm not Or two lie. words, I've retired. <laughs> then... Four words, I've retired, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, Nashville. Honestly, that's like, that, that lives up to what Shea Weber would probably say, too, for being honest. Uh, he's pretty great, man. Uh, he's pretty great. I will always remember Shea Weber for going on a murder streak in, like, game one against the Blackhawks. I think it was game two. I don't know. Like, really he basically, like... Zetterberg. He boarded, slashed, then slashed again, then did another boarding, then did a cross check, all on the way to the bench. <laughs> None of it got called. This man's a menace. <laughs> oh my god! That's just a good kidding, kidding, kidding him. That's amazing, man. Well, let's see. Um, what is what is the year? Is it this off season? Oh, hmm. uh, like for the uh, pit? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, like, it's only like three years. years. Yeah. It's in three years. I think it's 2024. Oh, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that. Oh, so yes, listen, sir. he's got three years to be the villain. He, he can just wait. He can just wait and wait and wait until that last year. 
No, nah, motherfuckers. No, he's Thanos, bro. He's Thanos. What will you do? How bad did Nashville burn that bridge during the PK Superman trade? How bad did that bridge burn? Because he was the captain of the team when they got traded. I was thinking about that because we, well, you know, when you brought it up, I'm thinking, well, why? It'd be funny. Why would he do it? They traded him when he was the captain. I mean, if Subban had that kind of power, let's be honest, Subban would be doing that shit. He decided too. to choose uh, Philadelphia, like when they offer shaded him. So maybe there's some bad blood there. I don't know. Please, man. I just I, I don't even care that it's Nashville. I just want full chaos. I want full fucking chaos, man. And LOL at Nashville. Yeah, that's what makes me so mad, bro. They had all like for t- three years. It was like no one's gonna score, and now everyone's like, you know what? We signed all these big ass deals. We're gonna play hockey again. Mikel Granlund's like, it's actually 2017. I'm gonna score in 80 minutes. Matt, <laughs> like, I'm actually a second overall pick for a fucking reason. Like, <laughs> like, they're three, four years late. That's a fucking problem. It's the only problem with that. I, I, Did maybe it? they're right on time though. Saros just hit his prime, bro. That is true. That is true. It's just that defense that worries me a little bit, you know? I mean, they're seeming to be. As much as I don't like him, I heard Alex Carey has actually been really good for him this year. Oh, yeah. They they love that piece. I know the, the fans really, really wanted to see him get a chance. Now he's getting it. Pierce's favorite player, Tanner should know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Rookie of the year, Tanner Janot. That's called a winner, Tanner Janot, when he beats Michael Bunting for it. I'll have you know that. It goes Janot, Bunting, and then like five Nadal- tiers below Zegras. Nadokovic. <laughs> double rookie, baby. Yeah. Double rookie. Has there ever been a rookie that's been double nominated <clears throat> for the Calder? He was nominated last year, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh my God, man. Matt Murray. But <laughs> <laughs> it is a rookie twice, guys. Let's not forget this. Oh boy. What a career Matt Murray's had. He won two Stanley Cups as a rookie, and then he's in Ottawa now. Yeah, at least he's making like six and a half million. That's true. He's he's won his Cups. He's secured the bag, so you know what. And wait, like, doesn't it work a way where, like, if you get buried in the AHL, you make more money on your contract? So, like, he's probably making bank right now. I don't think you have to pay escrow in the minors, so he's definitely making more off that. Because I remember yeah. they were making a big deal about that with Evander Kane when they sent him down. Because it's like, if anything, he's going to make more money doing that. And then, yeah. I don't know. Escrow ain't fucking, it is not, from what we've known, it's not a small amount, the escrow. So that, that, that does count. That it's does like a, count. It's like a fifth of your salary or something. Like it's... Mm-hmm. it's basically taxes at that point, you know. It, mm-hmm. They take the taxes out of your paycheck, which is, you know. A little silly when you're paying guys millions of dollars, but you know, what do I know? Money, economics, am I right? Yep. Um, There's a game today. Is there? That's right, it's the Montreal Buffalo game. No, wait, wait, that's yeah. already been played. What are you talking about? What? Oh, well, should have been doing this podcast. Uh, but there's also another game today. It's between the LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Shiesty, Jamar Chase, baby. About to be a show. How we feel about this, guys? Exciting. I am excited. Yeah. Bring it on. Fuck yeah. Who we got, though? Who we got? We all want the Bengals. We know this. Who we got? I don't know. Don't ask me this. I just, want, I just want Cincinnati to win. <laughs> Listen, I just want Cincinnati. First of all, I just love Joe Burrow so much. Then also, part of me just mm-hmm. does. But I think Stafford deserves the Super Bowl. But like, 
I also don't want to see him win it before the Bears win one. Like, no, Stafford got to sit down, man. Stafford yeah. got to get his ass kicked today, man. Need oh, that. I'm Bengals all the way, but. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm not giving a prediction other than I'm cheering for the Bengals. I'll watch <laughs> it totally unfold. Fair. Brain says Rams, heart says Bengals. I'm going Rams 31-20. I just think Bengals literally have two Hall – or not the Bengals. The Rams literally have two Hall of Famers on the D-line. And if Joe Burrow can handle getting knocked on his ass probably like 12 times today, then maybe they'll win. Yeah. Oh, he can do it. They're, he like, is... they are so – like, I don't think you guys realize Him. how talented that Rams roster is. Like, I think Reagan does. Reagan, you saw the no. Rams in town, right? No, don't like, worry. I, I have an idea, too. Hey, guys, uh, I, don't work the game I don't know football. <laughs> Like, my my knowledge is OBJ good, Stafford good, Aaron Donald good. That's all I need to know. Sorry, Reagan. I'm so sorry, Reagan. Go ahead. I'm thinking about I think the Rams were in. And the, I genuinely can't remember. It, it was early in the year, so. Yeah, it was like really early in the season. Mm-hmm. But like, that offense is, they do whatever they want, whenever they want. Their defense is top three in the league. It was the best in the league last year and arguably got better. Because they got Von Miller. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with you. I brain kind of think, kind of thinking Rams, but my heart's set up for the Bengals. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, brain says Rams, heart says Bengals. I've been saying that all week. People ask me, "Who do you got?" I'm like, Rams are gonna smoke them, but I want, I want. There's a that small chance they can figure it out. Bengals, man. I mean, they shut down, they shut down the Chiefs' offense that second half of that game. I mean, it's not impossible for them to do it. It's not likely. I mean, Stop it. They <laughs> get sacked like nine times in like one of the other playoff games, and they still mm-hmm. win. Yep. You get sacked nine times, and you still win. Like, Wasn't it a record of some sorts? Yeah, that's a record. Like, it was a playoff record for sacks in a game, and they still won. Like, and that's not just a team. That's like NFL-wide. NFL-wide, yeah. Like Jesus. no NFL team that had nine sacks in a playoff game. <laughs> oh, my God. Brian Taylor. Oh, my baby, God. He's terrible. Listen, guys, <laughs> the most important question is over or under on how many limbs Aaron Donald takes off of Joe Burrow. Oh, like three and a half. I'd say <laughs> so. I think that's about right. At least like one arm, a leg, right half the other leg, maybe like a ligament or something, you know? I just think the, I think the biggest key to this game we're talking about is coaching. Because if – I don't know if you guys watched the Super Bowl and the Rams made it like four years ago, but Sean McVay got outclassed coaching-wise. He, he was trying to do too much – Bill Belichick knew everything he was going to do. Oh, yeah, do. I was like, going to say. We're going to do it. They got held to three points in the Super Bowl. Even Sean McVay will probably come out and say that he overdid it that game. He yeah. wasn't prepared or not prepared enough and blah, blah, blah. This is yeah. Zach Taylor's first Super Bowl. He's also worked under Sean Taylor or Sean Taylor, Sean McVay. <laughs> he was a coach for Sean McVay. Zach Taylor was. He was like their quarterback coach or something before he left or a tight ends coach. I don't know. It was something really weird before he became the head coach of the Bengals. So. I'm curious to see if he's going to know what his coach's, his old, like, you know, assistant coach's tendencies are and vice versa. And, um, I mean, it's like, like Pierce just said, this is this like NFL is a game of halves. It's a tale of two halves. And we've seen Sean McVay almost choke to Brady in the second half. We saw him almost choke to Garoppolo in the second half. He did choke to Garoppolo in the second half last week of the season. We've seen the Bengals are a better second half team than the first half team. It's just there's so many interesting storylines as to how this, this game could go. And then there's also the, my app getting toasted by Odell Beckham Jr., which is what I remember. It's going to happen so much. Listen, I so thought that um, so last week, or the, the AFC team, that game, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the Chiefs were going to, like, smoke the Bengals. And the, after watching, like, I couldn't watch the whole game. The little bit of I watched, I was like, this is just not going to go well. And then the Bengals just came back in the second half and just killed them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can obviously see this going either way. 100%. And it's, it's all about like, the defense that picks up, man. If the defense can stand up the way they did they to the Chiefs, over, if they can carry uh, that momentum, That's I feel like that's the deal breaker right see, there. Because let's be honest. See, that, do we see overtime? Oh, go ahead, Pierce. Do we see overtime? Fuck off. I don't know. Not again. I can't do that. No, I'm sick of this coin flip so. crap. Yeah. Please no. Please so. no. This coin flip crap's got to go after this season, man. If the Bengals are in the game, it probably will. But if the Rams win this game, I don't see it going over. The Rams will just take care of them. No. If the Rams win, it's going to be like, oh, I'm going to be honest, I think it's at least by 15 if the Rams win. Like, uh, that, if that team. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, the Chiefs have the better quarterback, but you could argue that they have the same amount of playmakers on defense as the Bengals did. That's not the same case with the Rams. The Rams got at least six guys on defense, I'd say, over their best guy, and the Bengals got the best guy on defense, which is nothing against uh, Trey Hendrickson who had like 16 and a half sacks last year. It's just, he's not Aaron Donald. He's not Von Miller. He's not Jalen Ramsey. He's not Darius Williams. I argue he's not Eric Weddle. I argue he's not, um, fuck, who's their, uh, like, fuck, even Leonard Floyd's doing something on that team. And he's, I completely he's, fucking he's, forgot he's on that he team. He doesn't get dude. sacks, but he gets uh, pressures. Right, that's right, all you need right, to guys. do on this offense. Or just hey man, you, you need role, you need role guys. You need yeah, role guys. We always, guys. every sport, man, every sport. Jordan you need Ford, your competent one bumps, is really good. Like, I don't know, man. Like, there's just so much talent in that defense. If Joe Burrow does it, he earned it. That's all I'm going to say. He fucking earned oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, if they win that game, it's because Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow it's, it's is Joe the MVP. Rogan. Joe, <laughs> Joe Burrow Matt Stafford. Stop. There's two ways. Taylor two Joes. Either yeah, Joe Burrow outdoors Matt Stafford or Matt Stafford shoots himself in the foot. That's the only way they lose this game. Or the Rams shoot themselves in the foot. Because if we're being honest, that's the only way the Bucs got back into that game in the divisional round. Because the Rams fumbled four times in the second half. So if the Rams have that many mental fuck-ups, which they are capable of, that could open the door. I think another big factor um, is just the stage for these guys. I mean, we've seen Burrow. We always talk about it. Guys got ice running through every vein in his body. But, uh, you know, it's the biggest stage in the world. You know, who knows? Um, And I think the same thing he has. He has. I guess it's – I guess – I guess the way I see it is just, you know, it's an, it's it's another level, though. I mean, yes, the national championship is what it is, but this is this fucking Super Bowl. I mean, oh, this yeah, is no, something I else. It's just um, like, I don't think Matt Stafford's been in a game this much magnitude in his career. No, I was going to say, though, that's it's what I wonder Montreal. about. Against Montreal. That's okay. <laughs> um, it's against Montreal. What do you expect? So so what I was saying about uh, – Martin St. Louis being the right option. Let's uh let's backtrack on that. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Skinner get a hat trick. He's up to nineteen goals by the way. And also Nazim uh, broke his career high in points in forty three games. Sixty. I'm okay. I'm great. I'm doing fine. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, Matt Stafford. I think that I think that might be the biggest X factor is if Stafford can handle it. I yeah. I think that's all it comes I down mean- to. Goal Stafford. Goal. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say the guy. He's not a bad quarterback. Obviously. But he just seems to have that tendency to crumble under some pressure. Yeah. He's a gunslinger. Hmm? He's going to make those throws. It's just the way it is. That's how he's been his whole career. And that's and yeah. honestly, that's kind of how you want your quarterback to be in a way. And Joe Burrow is kind of like that too. They have like that yeah. next throw mentality. They'll throw it to the back of their head. But like, I, I mean, I watched the Rams this year and all five of their losses, it's because Matt Stafford threw either a pick six or he had three interceptions or he was just not on his A game. So if he's not on mm-hmm. his A game, and granted, 
Matt Stafford's been incredible this postseason. Like I, oh yeah. Besides that one throw against San Francisco in the conference championship, he has been phenomenal. And there's no complaints with how Matt Stafford's played. So I'm not really worried about that to an extent. But like I said, the turnovers are a thing. And I just, man, if he starts giving the Bengals short field after short field, it's going to be a problem. Because we know the Bengals can kick. We know they'll take their points. They're not going to be a team that's going to go for it on, like, the 30, like Matt Nagy and not get any points. They'll take their three. And, you know, that will eventually become four field goals. And look at that. Oh, man, they're up by nine now because they kicked a bunch of field goals. Like, this game could just go so many ways. <laughs> I just want to be a good game. Don't watch it. As I, I just want to be a good game. That's the end Please of the day. Fucking I, out. I swear to God. Like, yeah, I just want I, both teams to have fun, but also the Bengals win. Yes. <laughs> what's, the, what's the sign that the one girl brings to the hockey games? I just hope both teams have yeah. fun. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I just want the kids to have fun. That's all that matters. It's all about having fun. You know, that's what, that's, at the end of the day, that's what's important. You know? Also, I hope yeah. there's no big injuries. I really don't want to see an injury change the trajectory. No. Uh, that sucks so much. It's always the worst fucking way, too. Like, I just want to add, though, too. I think it's really interesting that, like, in the history of the Super Bowl, up until last year, the host team was, like, never playing in the Super Bowl. And now we have back-to-back mm-hmm. host teams. Right? That's just bizarre. And we yeah. got thing, too. So the first one was Tampa. It's and they couldn't even have a full stadium. So, like, they couldn't even have, like, a home game for the Super Bowl. Because like, it was, like, what, 25% capacity? And now this one's L.A. And L.A. is notorious for never selling out their own stadium with their own fans. So, they like, uh, L.A., am I right? They okay. literally saw a tweet, like, before we started this, about, like, how many tickets are still available. And, like, you know, they're still, like, $5,000 each. And I'm yeah. like, it's the Super Bowl. Like, what the hell? It's LA. Right. They're fans. Jimmy, you might even say Los Angeles. It, it's so dumb. Like, <laughs> I, and I'm not like I'm so okay. serious. Don't be surprised gotcha. at how much orange you see at the Super Bowl this year. There's oh, gonna I'm... be a lot of orange. Yeah, it's gonna be me, baby. I'm going there. I'm flying over there right now. Five points today. What Wait, is what the hell? He has four goals. Huh? What is going on? Stop it! Bro? Stop it! Hold up. But what about the Super Bowl, the biggest event in the world? Jeff Skinner has four goals. Listen, man, Stop I'm it. happy no, he Like, he got his money, and he sucked for two years, and like, we all gave him crap. Like, we know he's Oh, oh 20, what the fuck? Bro, we know oh he's getting this, though. He used to score 30 at will. So, like, I'm glad he's back in this. At least he's playing up to his contract now. Jeez. Yeah, man, I was going to say, like, you never want to see a guy sign for that much and just fall off the face of the earth. It's tough, man. Like, uh... like that, that was the worst contract in the league for three years. And now if he plays like this, yeah. he'll be. It's like Eric Carlson, bro. Eric Carlson's been way better this year until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Until he broke another thing. It, it's so sad with Eric Carlson. Man. Class, Damn, dude. Yeah, it's so sad. I saw that he had, uh, I think he had a son. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Keep Mike Hoffman's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I, think I, I saw he had a son, so that's yeah. kind of dope. <laughs> that's neat. Yeah, so you know what? He's... His, Even though you know, he didn't he had, get to play, what's he gets... his name? Melinda, I think. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they're great people. Like they do. So but that's, work. but in all seriousness, that's genuinely wonderful. After um, uh, what happened to them before, good for them. They've had such a bad last couple of years, just with personal yeah. stuff. So it's good to hear. <coughs> Fuck Mike Hoffman. <laughs> Fuck Mike Hoffman. And that's why the Montreal. Uh, it's so ironic too, right because now. now Carlson's on San Jose. And that was the team that they flipped Hoffman to to flip him out of the conference. Like that was a man, the Mike Hoffman trade a couple years ago was. Some See, shit. that's what the, like that's the closest thing to the Blackhawks, like in terms of off ice stuff, and that doesn't even touch like come close and touching no. it. But like no. Ottawa was horrible that year, and like really for a couple of years, they still are a bad team. But at least they're they're not doing the off ice stuff. So yeah, at least they got young talent. 
Yeah. Yeah. Timmy Stutzler. Yes, sir. As they call him Jimmy, I guess. Jimmy! Apparently oh, they do, yeah. so, uh... My brother in arms, gotta love him. Jimmy Stutz. Um, Olympic hockey. So, I just want to make this point. Team Canada was 1-0 with Jeremy Colton as head coach, and as soon as Claude Julian stepped in... They lost to the United States, proving that Jeremy Colton was not a bad coach. Where are the haters at now? Dare I say we start an agenda? Yeah, yeah. Bring JC Hashtag back, baby. Jeremy Colton in the NHL. Hashtag let Jeremy Colton coach the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know, man. Let Jeremy cook, bro. Let the let man cook. Jeremy He's got the cook, recipes. Dog, honestly, let him cook with his man-to-man system when no one can play man-to-man. Let's go. <laughs> By the way, I watched that uh, Canada-US game on Friday. Who is Canada's goalie? Because I thought it was Devin Levi, and it was some It should have been Devin Levi, but it was Eddie Pas- some Pasquale. Pasquale or something Pasquale. like that. Pasquale. Bro, you're hey, having like a fish. <laughs> hey, Matt Tompkins, Rockford Ice Hogs legend, got a shutout today. Hey, like, look at that. Against China, mm. just like oh, Drew Camesso. Something about... Uh, Goalies within the Blackhawks were Listen, bro, Drew Comesso, first China. Team USA shutout since 2010. It's pretty cool. Hey, no, guys, did you know that one. them being in Canada for the first time in 12 years in the Olympic stage means that it's similar to the Miracle on Ice? God, it was so bad, man. It was so oh. bad. God, it cringed so fucking hard. Why can't we just go past that, please? It's embarrassing. Like, I'd rather, like... Thank God they won today. They're gonna in the they're in the qualifier. Or they are in yeah, the they have a bye to the quarterfinals. But like, listen, if you don't get a medal this year, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. That's just the way. It is. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie though, I haven't watched City the men's tournament yet. I've just been like too busy. I've only watched like the women. Because the team. women's matter. Well, the women yeah, have obviously. been better lately. That at least that's like they're starting oh, to get. Oh my God, that quarterfinal game against the Czech Republic was pissing me off. <laughs> I was getting so <laughs> frustrated. Oh yeah. my god! Losing my mind. Like why? I didn't watch it, but I saw you guys. Uh, <laughs> I saw you guys in the group chat, that and uh, yeah. Put the fear of All I needed to know. Third period, like. Here's you. Here's you nailed it, Latvia, U.S. Uh, Latvia, Canada, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Same fucking game. Same like, game. Hats off to the goalie for track. Holy wow, crap! That was like and that like, easily could have been like an eight nothing game. They were pumping shots on her. Like, oh I think God. she made like 60 saves in the end. That was crazy. The final was like 59 to 6. Yeah, and you 59 to 6. Four goals and one of them is an empty net. <sighs> oh, my God. And like, I, I told my brother this, like, at least like from what I'm <clears> gathering, <throat> that the U.S. needs their stars to show up. It's just plain and simple. They got to start getting on the board more. Like Hillary Knight, Kendall Coyne, Schofield, all of Stars, the trouble scoring goals. Uh-huh, me and my 19-year-old fucking God in Canada over here. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> God, I wish I had the luxury of just going from Marie-Philippe Poulain to fucking Sarah Fillier. Jesus. <laughs> what a luxury. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Canada oh beats Sweden 11 <laughs> 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 Okay. And then That's neat. And Switzerland beat Russia four to two. United States obviously beat Czech Republic four to one. And then Finland beat Japan seven to one. Cool for Japan to even get there. Honestly, that's pretty. I, weren't Japan and China pretty competitive too? Their last yeah, J- China time? didn't make it. Like I'm pretty sure they're right there, but I'm trying yeah. to find the final rankings here. So yeah, China just missed out. They had 
they did have a win in overtime win, but uh, yeah, it looks like they got relegated. But Russia, so, but Japan looks like they will be in the Olympics in 2026, nice. which is a made-up year, by the way. That's, that's not real. It's not it's like no, 2030, it's bro. Anything. It's like Seth Jones's contract. That'll be the next next Olympics after that one. Hopefully, maybe the the Canadian men will go. Connor <laughs> Bedard will be the team that's yeah. by that time. Connor Bedard will be like 25 then. Bro, oh, no, dude. No, dude. It's gonna be McDavid like scoring a goal at the All Star game, going back to the bench and just like just break down crying. <laughs> the Olympics. That picture is so true, though. Where it's just like I could be at the fucking Olympics right now. Dylan, that's exactly that's exactly where that thought came from. That is, it's so uh, perfect. It's so true, though. Like, congratulations, uh, me. I'm at a fucking God damn game. you, Will Nas X, for putting us in a goddamn pinion. <laughs> I want to read the top. I read the top scores for the the tournament so far. So, first place, Natalie Spooner with 13 points. Second place, Sarah Nurse with 12 points. Third place, Mary Philippe Lan with 12 points. Fourth place, Brianne Jenner with 11 points, 8 goals. Uh, okay. Fifth place, Sarah Fillier with 10 points, 8 goals. Sixth place, this Claire fucking Jackson. Are you just naming Canada's points. roster right now? Is that all I'm hearing? Like, no, shit. the top seven players are Canadian, and then after that, it's Alina Moeller from Switzerland, and then Hillary Knight from the United States, Aaron Ambrose on camera and Canada, and then Petra Niemnen on Finland. Spooner's that's great, man. That's that's He's great, Pierce. You know what, Pierce? That's so good, Pierce. I'm so glad I know that. Thank you. They're gonna, they're gonna doesn't doesn't hurt my soul at all. Jesus. Nah. But Pierce, I, I, Spooner's not getting talked about enough. She's been arguably the most underrated player in this tournament. I swear she's oh, yeah. she's caught, she's accounted on like every candidate. Goal, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Just on assists in five games. And but remember, guys, you need to get rid of women's hockey because there's no competition. Lightning. Mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. They, I, you know what? Next time Canada beats up on Switzerland in the World Juniors 13 to 1, I'm going to bring that crap up. Because I'm sorry. Like, it, if that's what we're talking about with competitiveness, I've seen a team do that and then lose the next game. It's fucking hockey. Anything Didn't we have, we literally had literally. a coach in, 20, in 2017 talking about, like, we're not better. We know that. Yeah. Like, remember, coach, yeah. I like, that. He's like, yeah. Like, what am I going to tell them that they're better? No. Oh. We're going to just. Play our best. Exactly. But no, there's no competition in women's hockey, so, you know. No, yeah, no. and you could no. argue that this tournament, like, I would very much argue that the women's tournament is, last last time was way more exciting, the time before that arguably was a more exciting, and now this time it's probably going to be more exciting because it's more competitive tournament. It's just the way it is. Isn't and it like, crazy how when you give a sport time to grow, it gets better? Like, this is, I will never get off this hill. The most frustrating thing about how people see women's hockey is that they act as if it needs to be at the level of the NHL right now. No. They haven't had women have not play, been playing hockey as long as men have. That's it's an objective fact when it comes to like you know sport, you know just like going down to youth the, teams and they such. They added women's hockey to the Olympics in 1998. So exactly, they have not. They are decades behind, and that's okay. Like this is our seventh tournament, I think. Exactly. Let them fucking cook, man. Give them time. Yeah. Seriously. My favorite with this tournament is like everyone's always talking about we need to see the best of the best against each other. When US when US and women's Canadian hockey teams play against each other, that is the best of the fucking best. And guess what? We that might be the best game. rivalry in hockey, like just in general. It is. They genuinely it is. Like it, yeah. every time they play each other, there's some kind of animosity. Like it's 
amazing. It's what you want in the sport. And there's always drama too. Like it, like the past gold medal games have been like close. Like obviously there's just, there was a shootout in 2018, and then the overtime game in 2014, and even 2010. I'm pretty sure it was like a it was a like a two nothing close. 2018 game. was great, yeah. man. 2018 was a fucking fantastic ending. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't yeah. you agree, Pierce? No. I don't I think don't games should, <laughs> should not be decided in the shootout. Like, come on. No, no, no absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, 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 and but the outcome was great. And it's funny, like, I remember, like, a Canadian made that point once. It's like, well, that means then, uh, like, then the Jonathan Taves, uh, like, shootout against the United States, that shouldn't count either. Yes, like, this doesn't happen to Canada. Yeah. Like, 1998. It's ridiculous, no matter where it is. Yeah, 1998, like, Canada had to go to the shootout against Dominic Hasek in the Czech Republic, and he stopped every single shot. Like, Didn't they not, not like, Gretzky out happened. there? Or was it Lemieux? No, they didn't put Gretzky out there. I think they put Ray Bork out instead. That's what happened. What's <laughs> good on you? Guess who the head coach was? Uh, Mike Babcock. No, Mark Crawford. Even better. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, the quarterfinals for the women, or the semifinals, I guess, it's Canada versus Switzerland and the United States versus Finland. And then that's tomorrow, and it looks like Operation. the gold medal game is on Thursday, and then the bronze medal game is on Wednesday. Operation U.S. team don't get goalie challenge because holy shit, if they put up like 180 shots, like, like they're they have the potential to put up like 180 shots through three games and only got like seven, eight goals to show for it. Like, jeez. Dylan, we can't escape the lack of goal scoring. No matter where we go, everywhere no I, where go, I go, I see his I face. See his face. <laughs> and it's the fucking expected goals chart. For <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. The U.S. is winning in the deserve to win o meter. God, I wish they had one of those to the Olympics. I wanted to see. Them. They might not I be winning. Man, USA fucking check. I listen, wish they could have listen, guys. To win they may not be scoring, but I'm expecting them to, and that's what matters. By whom exactly? Shave fresh. Yeah. Shave fresh. Yeah, he expects a lot out of them. All right. Well, <laughs> I think I think we touched on everything we want to touch about. We talked about Dylan Strong. <laughs> Safe to say. Yeah. Blackhawks, GM search, uh, Dominic Ducharme being fired, and then the Oilers firing Dave Tippett, and then Olympic hockey in the Super Bowl. So we basically touched on everything we needed to. Yeah. Unless y'all got something else to add. Uh, not really. Uh, great fucking podcast, though. Fuck great fucking podcast. Reagan, we, thank you so much for yeah, coming we on. Ought to, we ought again. to have you on, yeah. Reagan. Yeah. Um, definitely will be the last. Definitely will be the last. No question. I always have fun like, talking to you guys like this. It's always so fun. <laughs> really? Oh, we're boring as shit. We're incredibly boring. What are you talking about? We, we hate each other, too. Yeah, especially Pierce. No, that's a lie. We only hate Jimmy because he's a Leafs fan. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 turn the mic. Wait, actually, I do have one more thing to say. And I just say how funny it has been to watch Leafs Twitter erupt over two losses over the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh is it God. time? Is it time to give up on Jack Campbell? Like I, please give up on Jack Campbell, please. please. Well, gladly take him, him in Chicago. <laughs> listen, man. Listen, fucking yeah. Go see what you got with Joseph Wall. Fine. You want to do that? Great. And like, fantastic, man. It's so funny too because like, they, 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 they got bent over back. They got bent over backwards over that Calgary game, right? And I'm like, you know, yes. that's great and all, but like, you're playing Florida in round one. Florida doesn't or play Tampa. like Calgary. Yeah. Like they don't like Tampa to an extent can't play like Calgary. But yeah. Florida doesn't play like Calgary at all. 
you your play style fits who you're going to play in round one. Let's just put it that way. It's not going to be like last year where you played a Habs team that literally was going to push their fucking crappy style down your throat, and it worked. God bless. And Sherratt, baby. God bless Gary Price. <laughs> and your. Oh, did you see okay. that Ben Sherratt is injured? No! They're, how are they going to get their first round? Yeah. Here's <laughs> now Our team will trade their first round pick and top prospect now. Oh, I'm free. I'm staying. Oh, Arturi Lekkinen. Come on, guys. Arturi Lekkinen. Look at those expected goals. Listen, guys. It's I, I Listen, I'm happy the Ben Sherratt's, you know, like, not going to get traded to the Leafs. Hopefully. Possibly. Please. Oh, don't worry. Calvin But it's going to be great when Calvin DeHaan. Yeah, you see it. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Calvin DeHaan is fit right now. Adam Wilde would love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I'll take him over Justin Hole. I'll do that. Mm. Man, it seems like you're in quite the hole. Okay. Holy crap, you might even say. Anyways, before... Okay. Uh, you gotta go. You gotta end the podcast now, man. You gotta end the podcast now. Before we make any more bad puns, let's, let's get out of here. Put so, a muzzle uh... on it. All right, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, man. All right, man. All right. End the show. I'm going insane. Let's go, Bengals! <laughs> Woo! Go, Bengals!